I'm Tara. I'm Ryan. We love Disney movies. So we decided to watch them all, from Snow White to Frozen 2 and beyond. Each episode, we'll watch a different Walt Disney Animated Studios film and tell you all about it. Did we like it? Does it hold up? Who's our favorite hero? Or villain. We'll give you history and fun facts about each movie. And sometimes, we'll invite our friends to watch along with us. So put on your tiara. Or your evil crown. And join us on our adventure. This is Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Hello listeners, we are back with a super fun episode today, and we have a returning guest that we figured out as of this recording is our most... Our most frequent, our frequent guest. That yeah. sounds like such like like you, this will have been our first. Welcome to the three timers club. Yes, Yay. that's how we Amanda. should say it. Yes, <laughs> welcome to the three timers club. Amanda, who has been on with us for Alice in Wonderland and the Great Mouse Detective, is now back for 1997's Hercules. Say hello, Amanda. Hello. Thanks for having me again. I'm Absolutely. Always, yeah. I, I just really just want to hang out with you all. That's the only reason. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why we keep having you back too. So no worries. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so do we want to go around and talk about what we remember about Hercules? Sure. I, Amanda, do you, wh- wh- why did you want to come back and do this one? Well, again, just to hang out with you. But also, <laughs> <laughs> also, like, I just remember this. Like, okay, so these are the predictions that I have. Well, first of all, it has our Lord and Savior, Danny DeVito, in it. It sure I, does. Yes. I, you're, I thought you were about to say our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm like, no, wrong God. Yes. Wrong God. <laughs> but, um, uh, but yeah, I just I predict that this is just going to be a good time. Like, it, like I remember, especially like the three women, like the Greek chorus style, like, but but the well, the modern music Greek chorus. Like, I'm really excited to like revisit that again i remember just like really loving those three characters a lot well it's it's interesting you, you talk about that about this feeling like a good time um not to jump right in but i i found a d23 presentation where the directors were talking about this and i forgot their names but their directors the same directors from it's john and ron but it's, <laughs> so it's what, ron yeah. clemens, clemens and, and john I'm sure I've got it in I've my notes. I've got it somewhere. You look it up, but, but their their big thing they wanted to do with this was for this one to be fun and kind of madcap and goofy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we just came off of Hunchback of Notre Dame, which was much more dark, much more complex. Part of the reason they wanted to do that with this one is because they said the Greek myths and the Greek hero stories were usually so heavy and deep and all that. They went, well, what if we kind of put that on its ear and just made it this fun kind of, they called it a superhero and a sports film. Like it has the film, the, the idea of kind of like Rocky or Superman or something like that. So John Musker, John Musker and Ron Clemens. So it's, it's, I, I just like when I read something that it's like, this is the director's intent. And then our guest is like, this is what I hope it's like. And it's like, Oh, well then they've done their job. Yeah. Awesome. Now what are your memories from it? This is one I saw in theaters. I really liked it. I grew Growing up was a big Greek and Roman myth. I'm actually dork. really excited to hear because I have some of the differences mm-hmm. that I took in my notes of like what is true to the myths and what's not. It is loosely based and there were several reasons why they loosely based it and didn't follow the myths. But I'm excited to hear your perspective if something comes up to compare and contrast. Right. I am not as... super well versed on the Hercules myth. Oh, I was okay. more into like. Theseus and Perseus and the ones that I think in this movie uh, Phil says like they're losers I need a real hero oh, and I'm yeah. like boo <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I grew up watching Clash of the Titans 
Um, the sin, like a lot of this stuff fed into like the Sinbad, like the Ray Harryhausen, um, Jason, the Argonauts. It was all these like stop motion animation, uh, movies. Well, part stop motion, part live action Mm -hmm. and these cheesy, like sword and sandal epics. And that's kind of like my history. So when this came out, I was like, Oh, I really want to see this because I love Greek myths. I used to have a book called the junior, dictionary of cultural literacy and they had a whole section on myth it was basically it was i have to find it somewhere i've when i was when i was adult i remember i think my mom gave me the real one and i to be 100 honest it wasn't a huge difference yeah it was all the same stuff only like a little bit like higher grade of reading literacy Mm. but other than that it was just all the same info anyway um I love Greek myths. I love, yeah. you know, I, I love the Hydra. I'm excited for the Hydra. It's all the monsters. Mm-hmm. I think it's such a, a cool thing. Yes. So I'm ex- I was excited to see it then. I'm excited to see it again now. What was your memory? Uh, I'm pretty sure I saw this one in the theater as well. I We, like, became obsessed with it. I think we had the toys and different things like that. Mm-hmm. I had the PlayStation I'm game. I'm an action figure. Yes, <laughs> the OG PlayStation, original PlayStation, yeah. PS. Yes. <laughs> now, it's always funny to hear that because for me, like, P- PlayStation is still, to this day in my head, like, new tech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though, like, PlayStation 1 is old as heck. Yeah, but point. that's so... I never had a, a Super NES. Jeremy had that, and but you I... You did have a Super NES briefly. I did, yeah. I can't believe you remember that yeah i bought it with like birthday money or something and for some reason my dad was like stuck on like i think it was my dad one of my parents was stuck on me like not having it and they made me return it It was really sad (laughs) um they like didn't want me to have it and i don't know if it's because maybe like the age i was or whatever but jeremy had one so i just was over there all the time anyway uh but then i got a playstation um I was a little bit older then, but the video game, they had a Hercules video game and it's this, the training montage was super fun. Like you did all this training stuff. The Hydra was, I remember really hard to beat. I'd love to play it again if they like came out with it on an updated system. Now, do you remember the Hercules part of kingdom hearts, which you're still, I think I, yes. So the Hercules part of kingdom hearts was fun but then it got like super repetitive repetitive. yeah (laughs) because you had to just like keep beating like all these different levels of monsters that's the power of the keyblade yeah yeah but uh but i will say yeah we we be like we fell in love with this one right away Mm -hmm. I, i don't again my memory of childhood isn't like super specific but i do remember having you know some of the different toys the action figures that kind of a thing and loving the music along with amanda loving the muses uh, and just like I could put on this soundtrack and probably sing it from start to finish. Like if I listened Deal. to most of it. No, Listeners, no, no, now not. I'm no, going no, no, to. No, oh, no, no. <laughs> um, I, I do have one memory I just remembered that is, is very vivid. Um, I went and saw this on a date with my high school girlfriend because I'm in high school at this I time. I know you're a little bit older than yeah. us. I'm just I'm bragging that I'm older and that I had a girlfriend. <laughs> um, and uh, we had studied Oedipus at school and i remember kind of them being a big deal where it's like this is a weird one because he sleeps with his mom blah 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 yeah and then there's a joke where in the movie where him and meg are coming back from a date and he's like what a play wow that oedipus i thought i my family was weird or something <laughs> and it's a bunch of kids and their parents like there's a bunch of kids in the th- i don't know whatever it was no noise and then just me ah! like really loud <laughs> yeah, in the, the back joke. yeah yeah i love it well, speaking. Well, I guess. Sorry. Oh, um, go ahead. The because uh, like the video game talk reminded me of. Um, I kind of wanted Brent to my husband Brent to also join for this because he's been really into like the mo- like the modern video game Hades, and I almost mm. feel like 
he probably knows a lot of Greek mythology because of that video game. So like, it, well, it's go like, get him. You know the indie. Have you have you all heard of Hades? Yes, yeah. I have not, but Ryan probably has. Yeah, yeah. Well, go get him. Sit him down. I know. I know. I maybe he won't do it. I don't think so. Or is he right there? Is he right? No. Is he, you keep looking to your left. No, like I'm just looking up the stairs. Oh, you're looking up to where. <laughs> well, if he, okay. if he decides if he changes his mind, if he wants to do a stop it, I have yeah. not played Hades. I need to. You it's, played Gods of War, but it what is the? God, well, God of War started off as Greek myths, and then the and new one changed. is. Oh, and it's just God of War, not plural. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, there's multiple gods in it. The point is, spoiler: he's killing all the gods because oh, he's angry. R.I.P. Oh, they're. Well, they're more like the original version. The original, they're terrible, so they're more terrible intense. People, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, well, that's good to know. And uh, Dad, have you? Are you interested in playing Hades? Yes. Yeah, so if he comes on, don't let him spoil the end. But like, I I just know enough about it to be like I should play that. But like, I got to be hundred percent honest. Is it on a uh, platform or is it just on PC? I I don't know. Actually, it might be on a console at, at this point. But I know the. That- uh, yeah, I know sorry, that it was, I know that it was PC focused, but it might be like you know released in other consoles at this point. But let's get into it. All right. So you mentioned it was 1997. Yes. It has an 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I thought that that was a, a pretty decent score. Uh, it's as we've mentioned, it's loosely based on legendary on the legendary hero Hercules. Uh, and what we should note here is Hercules, the way it's spelled and pronounced, is the Roman. Uh, Which is funny because the they make a big deal about this being specifically Greek. Because the Greek is Heracles. Heracles, and I was reading. Um, I have an art book. This is the last art book I have. So I've had art books of a lot of these '90s movies. And in the art book, Ron and John, there's kind of a back and forth, and uh, they talk about how when they did a bunch of research, they spoke with a lot of Greek scholars who were very much like, "That's not how you spell it. That's not how you say it. It's her. How do you say it again?" Heracles. Heracles. And what they were worried about was that they would spell it that way, say it that way, and people would say, you're spelling it wrong. Mm -hmm. Because at this point in, like, pop culture, everybody refers to him as Hercules. Right. Instead of Heracles. So that's why the decision was made, even though they were trying to focus on Greek myths, that it was made to keep the Roman Mm -hmm. uh, version of it. So Uh, I found that kind of interesting. Top three movies that year? You know the top movie that year. Titanic, yes. maybe. <laughs> so Titanic, uh, The Lost World, Jurassic Park, which is funny. I always thought it was Jurassic Park, Lost World. Anyway, uh, Men in Black, and then just as our typical James Bond uh, focus, Tomorrow Never Dies. Ooh, Tomorrow I don't think you dies. shared a James Bond one for Hunchback. I don't think one came out that year. Oh, okay. Well, then that makes sense. If it did, it was Goldeneye. I missed. I think Goldeneye was 94. It's mm. been a while since I've done yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, It was nominated for one Oscar for Best Original Song, but if you know that Titanic was the movie of the year, then you can guess (laughs) what won. Yeah, Yeah, so uh, Go the Distance was the song. Also, Anastasia, Journey to the Past, was nominated. So Anastasia came out the same year as well. Do we need to do Anastasia on this podcast? We 100% do. I've said that before. Okay. Because she's technically a Disney princess now that they own Fox. Yeah, we 100% do. I love Anastasia. But yeah, so the song Journey to the Past was also nominated, but of course, My Heart Will Go On one. Titanic basically took every award that year. Uh, they took a lot of them. I have, well, I have a chunk on Hades, but I kind of want to save that till we kind of get an Let's character. jump or into do him, because into do it? you have in who they originally wanted to be Hades? 
Yes. Who do you have? Jack Nicholson uh. and John Lithgow. Oh, Jack Nicholson they brought into the, the... Oh, that I don't know. I just read that those were the two they, they were They brought him in. He had his, like, three-year-old daughter at the time. Oh, wow. And they he was like... They, they was funny. So I, it was on this D23 thing I saw where they, he was like, look at all the animation. <laughs> like, he was just... They, they, he was they were trying to do... Yeah. yeah. And they were... Uh, so they started giving her free stuff. She was dressed up as Snow White. Oh, that's cute. She came in like that. So she was really into it. He's like, I'd really like to be a part of this. Like, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. They didn't come to an agreement. But they said they gave him so much free swag that he, like, came back to get it and had, like, they said his hair was wild from the wind. <laughs> and he held it up and he goes, Merry Christmas. And, like, ran out. <laughs> and then they're like, he didn't end up working. So instead, they, they ended up getting James Wood. James Wood is a, let's go ahead and just get this out, is a pretty rotten person at this point in the in, in, in his, history. In time, yeah. He is genius as Hades. He is committed as Hades. He does Hades in, like, all the video games and all the other stuff. Stealing all my Oh, facts. sorry. That's okay. But go he, for it. He apparently came in and everybody else was doing it kind of like, I'm Hades. And he came in and was like, hey, I'm Hades. How's it going? How's that? You know, just did this kind of used car salesman. Tara's giving me the look. There's, it's, I'm a co-host. I'm, the, we You're both doing have a these great same job. Things. I know. It's just funny when our facts overlap. Cause I'm but like, he, oh, that's... Yeah, he brought yeah. such a new take to it that that's what they went with. And they kind of let him ad-lib. They added stuff. They really mm-hmm. just changed the idea of the character. And the, the character's great. I think he's a great villain. We'll see where he ranks. But Yeah. He also, he says it's his all-time favorite role. So whenever he's yeah. asked, he says it's his all-time favorite role. And anytime they need him to reprise the character, you kind of touched on this. He He's the one who does the voice. So he's the voice in Kingdom Hearts. He's the voice in the cartoon show. Because I didn't do any research on the Hercules cartoon show. I don't know if you have anything on that. I remember seeing a few episodes. I remember liking it as a kid because... They really brought in some like heavy hitters to do like yeah like John Favreau is is mm-hmm. in it and like people like that who maybe were bigger hitters now than they were at the time it came out but like everybody was a guest star playing a a different god or hero yeah. or something I remember watching it I remember enjoying it when it was out the other thing with James Wood is apparently the film was about to go over budget. He offered to refund his salary and finish it for free. Oh my god! And Disney didn't go with that they just i think went over budget they just like made that decision but i thought that was kind of shocking that he really felt that strongly and also was enjoying the role that much to be like fine i saw during that d23 talk they presented old footage of they did like had all the cast say thank you to the animators and whatever for like the rap party yeah and they did uh uh (laughs) <laughs> they did James Wood and his is hilarious they're like he gave us 20 minutes we cut it down to about two. Oh, that's funny. and he was apparently like oh y'all you're, you're all in tuxedos give me a break you all wish you were in shorts like it was just like really like really like knew exactly how to talk to him he goes yeah he goes you pay me 4.5 million dollars to do this I can't believe you guys fell for this this is such an easy job I just come in and do this he's like but let me tell you what I'm doing today he holds up the page just like he's like first of all I didn't get 4.5 million dollars I'm gonna pay next to nothing but then he goes this is this is my life now. It says Hades drinks water, chokes on worm, and drink. That's what I get to do today. Today I get to go <coughs> like that's it. That's what you're paying me to do today. Like, <laughs> that's this huge thing. It was so good. I love that you mentioned that specific scene. Oh really? Because apparently he ate watermelon for the authentic slurping sound when he eats the worms. Oh, so God. he like <laughs> ate watermelon while he was recording that scene. Which well, I while was he was funny. recording that scene, they went into him and said, "Hey, can you record this?" And that's he's like, really "He's like, this is what funny. I have on the page today." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention about him, you were saying, you know, he decided to go this kind of sarcastic, sadistic car salesman, like very quick fire vibe. Um, 
rapid fire vibe and apparently it was inspired by a group of friends he grew up with in rhode island and he Mm. describes them as slick kind of petty gangsters and that's a little bit of how he was inspired uh to have that that style of a voice so one of the things you said that made me remember this is they were talking a little bit about the theme of this movie and kind of they wanted it to to be a little different from good versus evil because Mm -hmm. of like the kind of like Hades is very likable, even though he's not just like, well, and Hades isn't really a bit like apparently he, him and his wife is his wife, Penelope Persephone. 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 Thank you. Like they had like a very, like from what I think I read, like a strong or a true love. Am I, am I wrong? Uh, So she went to visit. So Persephone is the goddess of, I believe it has to do with the harvest. So the idea is she is forced to she like they do love each other but she doesn't want to be in the underworld. I see. I mean it's all different interpretations like yeah. but it's the idea is winter is when she is in the underworld and that's why there's no harvest and, and oh, all this. Okay. It's when she's visiting her husband who lives there. Oh, but it's also a forced right. marriage. I need to read there's a book uh, by uh Stephen Fry where it's his interpretation of, like newer interpretation not newer but like where it's a not like a new take on it. It's or... not a new take it's just modern language used to tell these I stories okay. again um instead of like you read it, it's like Vi- Herc- zeus yeah. came down and begat uh, but um what was i gonna say so the idea they wanted to go with in this was instead of it being good versus evil they wanted to do idealism versus cynicism mm. so that's something to look out for when we're doing this is like hades is very cynical and like yeah. ah, he'll never love you and this and this and this and and hercules is like they didn't want him to be a big, strong, dumb guy, so they went with naive. Like, so he's not stupid. He's just like, this is essentially the Superman story because it is like he came from another world and he grew up on a farm, and then he yeah, goes. Yeah, he doesn't like, know yeah. that he necessarily has this power. Yeah, yeah so it's kind of that ability. like you know Clark Kent like farm boy. Mm-hmm. Ideal. Well, and to go into that again in the art book ron and john have this all back this whole back and forth so each art book i have they're laid out very differently and what they cover and how they cover it and their hercules one is essentially all quotes so it's all quotes from people who worked on the film from people who worked with the directors uh and it's essentially just quoting like the whole process so it's very interesting but it's kind of hard to sum it all up but there is this exchange between ron and john where they like verbatim just essentially put down you know they must have gotten them in a room and we're like how did you guys come up with this like how did you work on this so I wanted to talk a little bit about that because they were working on a project we should say they worked on Aladdin they worked on Great Mouse Detective and they worked on Little Mermaid together so they kind of had a very solid relationship at Mm -hmm. this point of working together well they were working on this one is what you're gonna say what they were that got delayed and they did this instead yes I don't have what it was. Treasure Planet. Thank you. Yeah. They apparently, Disney wanted them off. Like, no one thought the project that they were working on, no one really wanted them to move forward with it is kind of the the impression I got. Disney offered them like 30 different options. And we're like, do you want to do one of these instead? Yeah. (laughs) And so that's kind of what happened. Which is interesting because Treasure Planet, I don't think does very well when it comes out like 10 movies later or whatever. And in this back and forth conversation, Ryan's talking about how it kind of feels like Superman. They were both very big comic book fans. Mm-hmm. And so that's that that really spoke to them when they saw that Hercules was an option. And they thought it would be like an action adventure kind of superhero movie, which is a little bit of what you were talking about as well. The three movies they real the three genres they kind of melded into this were superhero movies, sports movies, 
and the screwball comedies of the 30s and 40s, which is why Meg is kind of like, hey, I'm, I'm, stop giving me that look. I, <laughs> we will go over some of the same notes. Give me a break. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But that's why Meg has got this like femme fatale heroine a little bit to her. Can I dive into Susan Egan for a little bit and her performance? Uh, I just have Meg? one or two more yeah. facts from that conversation. With sure, them. sure, sure. So uh, the other thing is they researched all kinds of sources and they took the mythology loosely. I mentioned this earlier because, and Ryan, you can confirm or deny this. Hercules supposedly had fits of madness and an incredible temper. And yes, he would do I things so. like kill his best friend or yes. his wife and kids. Like he had four wives. And so Meg they're is. Not, they're not. Like this is not. They're very deep dark stories the yeah and yeah. then they said you know he would have incredible remorse and then he would go around and do all of these deeds to mm -hmm. try to make up for what he did so that's kind of why it is loosely based on hercules because they didn't necessarily want to go down that road and i do have some things about megara of meg and she's kind of a combination of all of his wives Mm. Like she is, that was one of his wives, I believe, was Megara. I that think. I don't remember. I think I read that somewhere. Listen, but I was into this when I was a, a dumb little kid, so I was probably like, "Girls, get out of here! <laughs> Let's learn about the big beefy men." But yeah. when they, when they were researching for Hercules, they felt that he was kind of like Elvis because there were so <laughs> many versions, so many stories. Hercules was on everything, like yeah. you know, he's on plates and vases, and you know, when you go back and start <laughs> researching. Like the mythology, he was kind of like this this big deal, larger than life person. I love uh, that. Yeah, so I found that really interesting as well that they kind of compared him to Elvis. But uh, you can now go ahead if you. Oh, so stuff. the stuff I had about Meg, uh, they found her. She auditioned, obviously, but um, they she was performing as Belle in the Beauty and the Beast on Broadway, yeah. and she they asked her in this interview. They're like, "Oh, how many performances did you do?" She's like, "787." So she had done 787 performances of Belle. Not before this, but like by the end of her career. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so apparently she came in and when people would audition, apparently everyone would look down at the picture and not really look at the person auditioning to kind of see is this voice matching up. Yeah. And she said it was funny because there were people who had cast her in the Broadway thing there and they would like all of a sudden like look up and go like, hey, like they would yeah. be like, oh, hey, like they know who it was. And she did this big thing. She goes, it was funny because she's like, for Belle, I'm acting, but Meg is where I live. And she sounds exactly like Meg. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. really great. Uh, so she, it was just funny like hearing people figure out those two things. Um, she in this in this thing, um, she uh, in this audition, she ends up singing. I forgot the name of her song. Uh, don't Tell Me I'm don't In tell Love. Me something like yeah. that. I don't know that I have it. So I'll put this whole thing up and you guys can watch it. It's a really cool. It made me want to actually go to D23 sometime. Um, but apparently, oh, I won't say I'm in love. Yes. Uh, but apparently the line where she does like, hi, I'm, I'm Megara. My friends call me mid. Well, they would if I had any friends. Mm -hmm. Apparently she nailed it in the audition and then the recording. She's like, she couldn't quite get it the way they did. So they used the line they had recorded from the audition, but they're like, we had to run it through all these processors. Cause there was oh, like, wow. these are like, they were working on the street outside in New York where we were auditioning. Yeah. So they're like. So we went kind of crazy, like trying to figure out how to get this this thing in the thing. And she was like, "I'm so sorry." And they're like, "No, you're fine." Like she was like apologizing <laughs> yeah. still then. And this was from like three or four years ago or whatever. Yeah. Uh, about the character in general, I mentioned that she's kind of a combination of several of his wives in the Greek legend. It's not how he meets Megara. Uh, 
Uh, it is how he meets his second wife, and I don't know that I'm going to say her name right. Denaria? Sure. That, does that sound right? All you need is confidence for half uh, this stuff. I don't even know how you say yeah. it, but I would be like, sure, great. Denaria. So apparently that is how he meets his second wife. The goddess Hera sends snakes to Hercules in a legend. Oh, wait. What is no, it? that's a different line. That's a different. That's how he, he – she sends two snakes to kill him because – That's when he's a baby. Because he's not – Hera's son. Yes, that's right. In the in the legend, he's Zeus likes to travel down to Earth and turn into an animal, which is a whole other thing. But it's always yeah. like Zeus turned into a bull or Bruce, Bruce, uh, Zeus turned into a swan, and then that's how the hero so and so is made. And like as a kid, got I was it. like, "Oh, cool!" And then I got older, I was like, "Wait, <laughs> like yeah. a lot's going on." Thank here. you for that. Yeah, it looks like my notes are just kind of like. Yes. Uh, combined there. But yeah, that's pain and panic in the movie. They turn oh, into snakes when he's yeah, a baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, apparently she's a, a mix of all of these characters. The mm. other thing I've got here too is how she was animated. Her figure, especially through the midsection, uh, is very curvaceous, but they wanted to focus on the outlines of a Greek vase. Yes, so her, she's got, her hair is like Greek. Like it's it's yeah. designed to look like the 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 design on a Greek yes. face. Yeah. And her arms, it when they're like kind of cocked on her hip, they resemble like the, the arms on a pot. Yes. When you look at those, look at that. So I thought that was kind of cool that they... She's based a little bit off of the uh, old uh, 30s and 40s actress, Barbara Stanwyck. Oh, cool. Uh, that was a big uh, influence they, they had that for her. She also, I also... Um, Oh, I don't have anything else on her. Cut that out, cut that out. <laughs> We've got a lot of like, I've got, no. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's my notes are a little bit more jumbled than they usually are. Uh, I did this late at night. And... Well, I've got some notes on some other uh, uh, very important female characters in this. Did you guys know that they did, like, so for the muses, they wanted them to feel like all their scenes to feel like music videos. Am I taking another note of yours? Do you want to go into this? <laughs> Spass Happy Life. Is that the note? No, I didn't oh, have that. I had oh. In Vogue's uh, oh, no. Free Your Mind because they Spice hired... Spice Girls were asked to be the muses. Oh, I no kidding. That. Yeah, oh, and they gosh. couldn't do it because of a scheduling. So... All right, so you didn't have my That's fact. crazy. So, <laughs> well, they wanted their things to look like music videos, specifically uh, Free Your Mind by In Vogue because yeah. uh, one of the directors in the D23 video starts singing Free Your Mind and like they, yeah. they shift over to the other one and he's just staring at him. Uh-huh. He's like, you know, Free Your Mind. And they're like, really? And he's like, never mind. So they hired the director of the video to come in and do choreography with some live action actresses to shoot live action reference for Mm -hmm. it. And they, that was plain. I'll I'll put that, that video is available somewhere. But yeah, it was, it was apparently he, he goes, I went up there and I started making notes. I go, could you guys, you know, kind of do it a little nicer? And apparently the two directors looked at him like, get out of here. We know what we're doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, And he's like, oh, okay. And That's then the other director's like, yeah, I was there that day. They really did tear into him. <laughs> uh, also talking about the muses, in Greek mythology, I think there's nine. Mm. muses at least that's what i read uh but five are here in the film so it's calliope i'm probably not you nailed get... it you nailed no, that but there's, there's oh, okay, four okay, other okay, names okay. <laughs> i i think there's four other names i might not get right but calliope is epic poetry cleo is history mm-hmm. meloponinen sure is tragedy m-e-l-p-o-m-e-n-e tear they get worse <laughs> Terpsichore is dance T-R-P-S-I-C-H-O-R-E Sure I, I don't know how to say that And Thalia is comedy Okay So uh, I think I butchered those But I you can look well. it up 
Uh, but I thought that that was kind of fun that they included those five. And also at one point during I Won't Say I'm In Love, the muses sing while appearing as marble busts. And they... Like bust, in the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, that's oh, exactly... Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, the busts are in the same arrangement as the singing busts in the Haunted Mansion. Nice. So, yes. Why do I, why do I only remember three muses? Oh, well. Probably just because... Why are you I only hearing number three? Oh, three why, of the muses? Why do I only remember five? there being yeah. three muses, not five? Are you thinking of the three fates, the three old women with the one eye? Maybe. I don't know. Okay. My you yeah, because I think there's five of them in total. There's, At least that's what I read. Them, yeah. yeah. But they, they may also focus, maybe... I, we'll have to see as we watch it. They, I wonder if they focus on more some more than others yeah. of the whole Which five. three do you think they focus on the most? Don't ask me to <laughs> um, can I bring up something? I uh, we're we're talking about people like you know who the influences for certain characters. Do you mm-hmm. know who the two big main characters that influenced Phil? One was Danny DeVito. They drew him and yes. wrote him with Danny DeVito in but mind. But he turned down. Like he didn't come out to audition for it at first. Oh, and really? I have a whole list. I took a picture of the names because it's crazy well let's see if you can think of the other the other person you might remember from one of your favorite movies a character from one of your favorite movies who's like joe pesci no it's he's he's joe pesci is an actor not a character um is a character from one of the movies uh that was encouraging a hero or sportsman to win a competition Oh, Mickey? Yes, he's based, they put a lot of Mickey from Rocky in there. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I see that a lot. (laughs) Uh, So I took this picture from this fact because it was just easier than to write this all down. Danny DeVito declined to audition for Phil. So you had Bob Hoskins, Joe Pesci, Martin Scorsese, Robert De Niro, Peter O'Toole, John Cusack, Mel Brooks, Bill Murray. John Cusack? Steve Martin, Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase, Jason Alexander, Al Pacino, and there are several others, so I'm just reading the ones that I, really stand out. I feel like after Robin Williams, sometimes they just were like, come in and audition and we'll see like how it works. Yeah. We'll and then, find a spot for then you. Then they said, after Red Buttons had auditioned. Red Buttons? Yes. <laughs> he left stating, I know what you're going to do. You're going to give this part to Danny DeVito. And shortly after, the directors and producer, Alice Dewey Goldstone, approached DeVito at a pasta lunch during the filming of Matilda. And he dis- <laughs> and he apparently signed on to do the role. By yeah. the way, we have to do Matilda in a oh, childhood trauma so theater yeah. episode good sometime. Movie. I, I love loved that it as a I've kid. I've never seen but... it. Really? Oh. <sighs> it's so good. I love it. Uh, I think I might have one other thing about Phil. So let me just... Oh, I have something to look out for with Phil. Mm-hmm. He cleans himself up using a lion skin. It's Scar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think later Hercules wears it. Yeah, I've seen so that. I've seen so, I forgot about that. Something to look out for. Uh, also, we've talked about this animator quite a bit when it comes to villains. Yes. And say his name for me. Andreas Deja, like Thank Deja Vu. Uh, he re- he specifically requested to animate Hercules. So he really wanted to do the hero. I thought that was kind of cool mm-hmm. that he wanted to kind of branch out from. Eric Goldberg, who did the genie, does Phil. Oh, cool. So, yeah. Oh, that's, that's neat. I think he might have left Disney kind of in between these briefly. I don't know. I know he leaves very soon to do his own thing, if, if not between these two movies. Yeah. So the other thing I wanted to talk about, I have a, a couple more things here. The Hydra, to do that scene, 
Um, they originally wanted like 30 some heads. I think maybe, I can't remember how many heads they ended up with. Nine, maybe, maybe more. No, there's a no, shot there where they do way. Yeah. Ton, so maybe yeah. they do get to 30. Uh, but in the end it was 13 animators and technical directors. They spent nearly a year and a half for the four minute battle sequence. Mm-hmm. So a lot of what I read is a lot of this film is hand animation Um, Which I also thought was interesting because in Hercules they were combined, Hercules, Hunchback, they were combining CGI. Yeah, with certain shots. Yeah, Yeah, this was was more. I was curious about that because Toy Story came out in 95, so I I was curious like if there was a, oh, that's so cool that it was mostly hand. Yeah, mostly hand drawn. The Hydra rendered was rendered in CGI. Yes. But the rest of the movie I read was primarily hand drawn animation. I don't know if you had anything. Well, I've got that. some video I'll put up on the mm-hmm. Facebook page where they did live action reference of this scene and it like cut in with a lot of like certain things. But the cardboard uh, Hydra head they made for this scene is amazing. Yeah. Like it's just like ah, like them trying to do all this stuff. It's a really funny scene to watch. They also did something they used an illustrative script, which they said was really helpful. And I've got a picture that I'll post from the art book, but the script having images of some of the the illustrations. Mm. And so I think that was maybe a little bit different than how they had worked in the past. I'm not sure, but they specifically mentioned that. So I thought that was kind of interesting. The other thing I wanted to mention here, because we've just recently recorded Pocahontas and Hunchback, and this film was released due to backlash from both of those films. A lot of individuals felt it was too dark. It dealt with too serious of issues mm-hmm. and that Disney shouldn't be addressing those issues. And we go into that in those episodes. Uh, so this was released to lighten things up. Mm-hmm. So it really, they specifically wanted this one after those two films, I think, because of a lot of the feedback they were getting from them. The other thing I've got here, this is another thing about the Greek myths. So I'm curious what you might know about it, Ryan. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Hercules' birth and adoption is not true to the myth, but it mir- it mirrors the story story of Oedipus. Oed- Oedipus. Oedipus. Thank you, of Oedipus, yes. who was abandoned on the mountainside and found by a local farmer. Yes. So it's actually Oedipus's birth story, not Hercules's birth story. Which, if you want to talk to your kids about Oedipus, that's on you. I'm not gonna <laughs> go too deep into Oedipus on this. So the other thing I've got here too that I wanted to share is that there's a connection with Ariel and Triton. So in mythology, say the Greek Hercules again. Heracles. I can't get it in my brain. Heracles is the son of Zeus. Zeus is the brother of Poseidon. Poseidon Mm -hmm. has a son named Triton. Yes. Little Mermaid, one of Triton's children is Ariel making the two Disney heroes first cousins once removed. Oh, I <laughs> That's love what that. I read. <laughs> That's so funny. this also applies to Ariel and Maul from the Descendants, and I know nothing about the Descendants. Maul uh, is the daughter of Hades, Zeus's niece, and Hercules' cousin in the said franchise. Hmm. So I just found that kind of fun whenever they, they try to connect movies like that. Yeah, I think that, that's, that's funny. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that before. Yeah. Uh, the other thing to look out for is a Willem scream. We get one in this. Yeah. You know, you know the, the Will. That's not goofy. Oh, no. Willem Willem is, is from, uh, like, just movies and stuff. That, yes, like, that's I, I'll right. I'll play that's it. That's right. Yes. Tell you not what. Not the goofy holler. I'll play it right here. <laughs> okay, there it goes. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's you know, you do know the whole story of that? It was, it, the first time that does it is, and I'll put up a video of this. It's a character or the actor's name is Willem. 
and he gets a uh, it's a uh, western, and he gets a, a Native American warrior throws like a spear into his leg. He's like ah, and then they use it over, and it's such a good scream. Does he that- get? Money for them using that scream over and over again? No, it was in like the <laughs> 1960s. There was no way on earth. But it, that's probably why it's in it's in every Star Wars it's movie. Probably like why Lucas they... and Spielberg put it in all their movies. It's in every action movie. Like now that we've heard it, I'm going to start pointing it out to you because it's yeah. in like everything. So where to look out for it here is when the Cyclops and the Titan they're first starting to crush buildings looking for Hercules. Apparently, it's in that oh, okay, scene okay, okay. at some point. So, uh, we'll have to listen for it. Yeah. Love it. I just said one other thing about, uh, Hercules, the way he was drawn. Uh, the lines carry movement. They say lines carry movement and lines should flow, not float. So they should be anchor in beginnings and endings. So they talk about like the muscles of his arms Mm -hmm. and how those continuous lines and they, how they wanted to really portray this kind of strong, Figure And so I think it's really interesting if you just like focus on just looking at his lines. They're, mm. they're very kind of distinct. And going back to what you're going to you be were... looking at his lines <laughs> and going back to what you were saying about with Meg and her hair. Yes. And kind of he has similar like his knees kind of the way that they're drawn. They're like his kneecaps have almost like these little triangles. It's, I don't know. Yeah. It's just a very interesting artistic take i think so i my the, one of the makings of i watched was uh the does anybody here remember the disney the movie surfers on disney ch- on disney channel no. I, the more you were talking about it it started sounding familiar it's basically a little 30 minute i don't know if it was a full-on show or like specials but they talk about it yeah and, and i just want to they talked about one of the things they did is they did how to make your own greek uh urn and it was like Get a, a terracotta pot from like a gardening center and then like put orange crayon on it and then put black crayon on top of it and then uh, put orange crayon on it, then do something to make sure the orange crayon stays and then do black crayon and then you like scrape away the parts you don't like. It was actually oh, a really yeah. cool thing. Huh. But they did that and it was just funny. But uh, I just want to talk about because it it's so funny because the whole beginning is their dad took them to a museum. He's in the Greek section. They have to get on movie watchers to, to basically a Zoom call. With their friends, but it's like 1997. So yeah. they sneak over to the information desk and steal his phone cord so they could plug it into their computer. Oh, wow. <laughs> Get on. I thought that was funny. Um, but one note they did have from that, that I thought was very interesting. I've said most of their stuff, but they do a, a, a talk with Alan Minken, who did the music on this. Mm. And they just ask him. It's funny because they get a bunch of kids to ask him. And one of the things was like, did you like practicing piano when you were a kid? And he's like... He's like, actually, I didn't. He goes, I would sit there and the, I would make up my own songs mm. and I would try and make them sound like something I should be playing so my parents wouldn't come ask me about them. And I just thought that was like a really endearing story about yeah. Alan Minken. So. Uh, and a super a great example of like a super creative mind. Yeah. Right? Someone who's, yeah. Well, I just also like the idea of like, no, I hate practicing just like any other kid, but I love like creating my creating. own songs it's yeah a cool little no bit. that's great remind me is he the same guy who did little mermaid yeah oh, he's yeah. the okay. he's he does he's done everything since little mermaid uh, since that we've watched you was little since, mermaid the first I think one little mermaid because he worked with howard he ashman with howard, howard was, howard was were, a lyricist le- yeah and he was uh music and then after howard ashman passed he's worked with tim rice, tim rice and elton then, john no elton john did the elton john did lion king with tim rice yes. so maybe he, so didn't, he didn't do, do that one lion but, he's yeah. done, but he's done he did he did hunchback awesome i think he did pocahontas yes yeah with so. steven schwartz mm-hmm. i don't know so I they've had him back to do quite a bit cool uh 
the the last thing I wanted to mention, because in several of these recent episodes, uh, when I talk about the villains book, where I have information that comes from the villains book, I've been wondering why certain things are included. Like the Beast was in the villains book, mm-hmm. and Quasimodo was in the villains book. Jack Skellington is in there. Meg is in there, and ones we haven't done yet: Stitch, Doctor Calico from Bolt, and Wreck It Ralph. Ralph's in there, and I was like, this is weird, and I never read like the little chapter that right. lets you know why they're in there. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn this way. So that's why those specific characters are in there. They use oh, a quote from Jessica Rabbit. Okay, okay. But they're in the villain book because... Well, Meg is a henchman you, at first. Yeah, so, yeah. and because uh, they make you think they're something, but they're really something else. You know, Quasimodo, you could say, because of how he's drawn, you might be scared of him, but we talk about how kind well, that's and wonderful interesting. he is. Yeah, huh. because and the that, same with the Beast. You not know, to... We, go back to that movie but from we talk about how from second one they oh. make you go quasimodo's the good guy yes. oh, yeah. there's but no beast, question beast we talk a lot about how like he could have had a turn and been the villain right mm-hmm. but yeah. he turns the other way so i just found that interesting and wanted to mention it here because i feel like i've mentioned oh they're in the villain book and i'm not really sure why it's just i didn't read the first page before they <laughs> before <laughs> like they were all there i just look it up in the index yeah. when i'm doing this research so i wanted to mention it here yeah i feel like that also like being with meg being in it like like if they're trying to blend the lines between good and evil in this movie like you know i kind of feel like that sort of fits in, in that theme too. yeah yeah we're saying yeah, she's not so. evil but she is she is very cynicist cynical sinister cynical i think she i think she really like i the more i think about this i don't know this probably isn't a big revelation but it is to me the superman story i'm gonna really look at it through that lens yeah i would love a huge lois lane vibe of like come on smallville we gotta go do that you know yeah Yeah. i she was my favorite like growing up because i never really gravitated towards the princesses as much i've talked about this i'm a villains Mm -hmm. uh ride or die villains fan (laughs) but i feel like she probably called to me more because she did start out yeah um you know as you said you know she started out you know she's like a, a henchman i guess for or henchwoman for lack of a better right because yeah. she works for hades yeah she's kind of like and also i just love her spunk i love the spunk to her we're we're sitting right in prime cartoon crush to, uh territory for, for you. young ryan but when we're when we're talking about esmeralda in the last one and <laughs> megara in this one so yeah <laughs> Um, do you guys think Hercules is a hunk? I mean, I didn't have like a cartoon crush on him or anything, but I guess he's hunky. Yeah. yeah. I like him as a baby, to be honest. I think he's such a cute little baby. <laughs> he's very round <laughs> Yeah, as a baby. he's very like, very cherub. Uh, you know who we haven't cheeks. talked about at all is Pegasus. I forgot his horse. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Oh, that's, I'm go- I feel like I'm gonna love Pegasus. Yeah. We'll, just, we'll, we'll catch up on that at the end. Yeah. Um, do we want to get going? And yeah, watch movie, I think guys? so. Mandy, you got anything else you want to talk about with this? Or no, I'm just you ready? Excited, yeah, she's just ready for the adventure. I am. Yeah, <laughs> movie watch. <laughs> well, guys, let's take the uh, VHS out of the clamshell and stick it in the VCR. See you on the other side, listeners. We are back, and I will say. Uh, it's such a feel-good movie. I really, like, was funny and lighthearted, but there are some, like, intense moments, but, like, overall, it's just a very joyous movie, I feel like. Mm-hmm. It's interesting coming off of Hunchback and going into this one because I feel like, I mean, it's it's good, but this was definitely, like, 
ice cream. You know, it was yeah. it was really sweet and you enjoy it and stuff, but it's not exactly like super fill- filling or fulfilling. It was, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, this is a candy movie. This is a popcorn movie. Mm-hmm. And like Hunchback and stuff was like, we're going to really get into some stuff, yeah. you know, to, to whether to varying success. But mm-hmm. this, I was just like, oh, it's a lot of fun. Right. Yeah. Right. Hunchback is a full meal. Whereas this yes. is like, yeah, it's just fun. I liked some things knowing what they did later. Like I liked that like Hermes was Paul Schaefer mm-hmm. because that's kind of what I was getting at what they do in the show is like every God, like I think uh, Lisa Kudrow is Aphrodite. So it's oh, always, and they're yeah. always, and there's a lot of like them trying to recapture Aladdin in this movie where there's mm-hmm. a lot of anachronistic references and stuff like that yeah. where it's like, you know, they're, they're just so all over the place. Like every God feels like they're from, you know, 1997 mm-hmm. as opposed to whatever age they're supposed to be in. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I, I, it, it's just, uh, I really, if before we watched Hunchback in this, I would have gone, I love Hercules. And now that I watched it, I'm like, I kind of liked Hunchback better. I mean, they're two very different. It's kind of hard to put them next to each other. I think it's because I thought I was going to films. Hate, I thought I was yeah, going to not like Hunchback. We should and say really for the listeners, it. we recorded Hunchback yesterday. yesterday so this it's is fresh a on our mind. <laughs> <laughs> so it is fresh on our minds. But I will say, I, like thoroughly enjoyed it it was everything that i was hoping for i think what'd you think amanda oh yeah same like just i i expected it to be just a good time and it it definitely was it watching it back through the superman lens i'm like oh this is a superman like yeah i'm really characterizations are very similar i don't know if you want to do that through the plot or if you just want to like come out the gate with like your similarities i mean part of it is probably because i goes back to i found hercules less interesting and i'm not a big superman fan because i think superman is too like good yeah like i found meg to be an infinitely more interesting character in this than hercules because she she has a struggle yeah she and and hercules doesn't hercules is like the struggle for Hercules is that the world is not as good as he is. Yeah. Right? Like, and they do it in a way that's not that super conceited towards him. Well, he's just very he's trusting. A, he's a very yeah. good guy. He's very trusting. Um, I, you know, even though everyone, like, treats him like garbage at the beginning, eventually he's just, like, a good guy. And he just... And I like him better than Superman because I have my thoughts on Superman. Like, why? There's You can't tell me he... Like, I understand Batman more than Superman because it's like something bad happened to Batman, like... And that's what drove him to do what he did. Like, Superman, like, everything goes his way, but, like, he's so powered, I feel like he would... I don't understand the emotion of, and I'm going to always be good, which is probably saying more about me than it is about Superman. I think, too, when you look at Hercules, his real inner struggle as a child is I don't feel like I belong anywhere. Yeah. And I do think that that is relatable. And I, I don't want to speak for someone who is adopted, but I would imagine it would relate to, to kids who, you know, they're adopted and they love the family they're adopted to. But sometimes you hear children say, you know, I, I feel like I never belonged or mm-hmm. I always thought like something mm-hmm. was off or whatever. And I feel like that, that, you know, that could be another layer versus like Superman doesn't really have that yeah i don't i I liked hercules but that was my big thought is meg really felt like that kind of clark kent's lois lois lane Mm -hmm. where she kind of makes fun of him for being so you know such a boy scout yeah um i just i just that was one thing coming out i'm like you like i kind of wish this was more of meg's story than like hercules's story i don't Mm -hmm. know i found her very interesting in a way it sort of is i don't know yeah uh 
I, I do feel like Meg has much more of an, of an arc than Hercules did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I do think we get to, to find out her full story for the most part. We don't see why she got to Hades, but we find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we do find out a good amount about her. But uh, it opens with Charleston. Char- Charlton Heston. Charlton Heston. And you mentioned you had a story oh, here I, you wanted to I share. Because it opens with the narration. So we just like go right into it, no credits, and it opens with the narration in a museum of statues and this one uh, vase, this one vase yes. of Hercules. And that's how we kind of get into the story. And it's the whole idea was there that, you know, I said earlier they wanted to make this movie not seem like they're like, most of these are like, this is a champion, like very serious. And they mm-hmm. wanted this to be lighthearted. And that was them doing this, was starting off very serious with Charlton Heston. And apparently they brought him in and he, they're like talking to him about like, you know, are you comfortable with this? Like, you know, doing the things they do with voice actors. Yeah. And there's like anything you want to talk about is, well, there's one line I don't, I don't. <laughs> Like the syntax, and he's like, "What's that?" And it's the last thing. Was you go, girl? And they're like, "Well, what do you want to say?" And he goes, "Go ahead, young lady." And they're like, "Well, that kind of takes away from the joke, but okay." And they just kept recording it, and then they're like, "Can we just, you know, for fun?" I mean, if you've, I don't know if anyone else out there has done any voice recording, but like, all you need to do is get the actor to do it once on on tape, and you're good. You can do something with it. So that's what they do. They're like. Why don't you just give us one? And of course, yeah. that's the one they use. And when he says, you go, girl, you it introduces. Go, girl. <laughs> it introduces. Reminds me of, you go, Glenn Coco. Yes. Uh, it reminds me. None for Gretchen Wiener. Yes. Uh, it Then he's introducing the muses. And that's yes. where we're introduced to them. And well, they, they, they cut him off because they're like, yeah. what is, they're like, take it easy, old man. Uh-huh. Like, they're great. And yeah. what I will say about the art book, if you ever come across the Hercules art book, it's really fun because the muses interject throughout the whole book. So like. Oh. Oh, they, really? Yeah, they draw all of them and they all, you know, have something to say. Like I said, a lot of it is quotes from everyone who worked on the film. So it's them kind of like interjecting within whatever's being talked about, which is kind of fun. And that's essentially what they do in this, you know, uh, and I love them. I don't mm-hmm. know if we want to talk about them right here, but they're amazing. I, I don't love have their voices. For- I don't know who, I don't know if you want to look up who, uh, I, I did it once. It's no one I know, and I didn't really do a whole lot of study on them. Okay. But give me one moment. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, but it starts with the gospel truth, and I love this song. I Basically, I love any song that they do. But the gospel truth, what I also really like about it is, you know, they continue to tell the story of the Titans and Zeus and how, you know, there was this big battle and Zeus kind of captures the Titans and then everything kind of goes back to normal uh at mount olympus and what i like about the gospel truth is it comes in and out you know they Mm. sing it and then we hear a little bit more of the story and then they come back in with more of the gospel truth so it's this song that kind of keeps going well they're literally a greek yeah they're literally (laughs) a greek chorus but i just really i enjoy the way that they did that how they went back and forth with it i don't there it's it's a lot of names i'm not 100 percent sure how to pronounce it's lilius white venice y thomas thomas Cheryl Freeman, uh, Lachan's one word, and uh, Roz Ryan. Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't. I'm not familiar with any of these other people's any of their other work. I'll dive into it, but you know, I'm sure we'll have stuff about them up on the Facebook. Page. Yeah, I would love to find out a little bit more about them. Uh, but then it cuts to Mount Olympus after this first kind of uh, couple verses of gospel truth, and that's where we see Walt Disney Pictures presents and the title Hercules. So mm. it's done a little bit differently. And then we see all the gods gathering. And this reminded me of Sleeping Beauty. 
All the gods are gathering, you know, they're kind of celebrating the birth of Hercules. We see how strong he is right from the bat. I actually was trying to remember if something happened where Zeus promised something to Hades and gave it to Hercules. I was Mm. thinking that like Maleficent, but I did have that same vibe. Yeah, it was a very similar vibe because Hera and Zeus are doting on Hercules. We see he's very strong. He's playing with the lightning bolts. And then Zeus makes Pegasus for Herc. And I like that he says that he's like this magnificent horse, but the uh, has the brain of a bird. And I'm like, well, couldn't you have like made him to not have a brain of a bird? <laughs> like he made him. I think it was, I don't think it was a bad thing. I think he made that face of like bird brain and that was the joke. But I think, yeah, I think Pegasus just thinks like a bird. Oh, okay. And yeah. They kind of, uh, I guess I yeah. see that. Yeah. So then Hades shows up, and he shows up very similarly to Maleficent, but it doesn't seem like Hades wasn't invited. Because Zeus is very much like, oh, you you finally made it up from the underworld. So I don't necessarily think he was told not to come, but it's clear that he does not have a good relationship with all the gods, and the gods are all kind of rude to him. I know. They all seemed like they're up there just partying, and they're like, your job is to take care of the dead. And he's like, like, oh, you should liven up, brother. And I think Hades is like- And he's like, like, it's a full-time gig. Yeah. Like, Like, I'm constantly (laughs) taking care of the the dead. (laughs) Yeah. I I like that. I mean, it, uh, you know, it doesn't excuse Hades as a villain, but it definitely makes you like. I want to see it now. I want to see a Hades movie. Mm. Yeah, Hades is, I kind is, of want to see how Hades gets sent to the underworld and just like what an everyday in the underworld looks like for Hades. And Hades is represented in um, Once Upon a Time, but man, that that the characterization of the actor, much like a lot of the stuff, other than Cruella Deville. In that movie, don't in that show, in don't show, really yeah. stand up. Like he's just a businessman, but he's not doing the like quick, fast, blah blah yeah. blah blah. The other thing too is I want to see more of Haiti with the Fates. I love the Fates; they're so weird, <laughs> the they're so creepy. But that's kind of what we see next. He travels to the underworld. We meet Pain and Panic here. We see that the Fates are already here. He's been waiting on them. And this is where we first see that when he loses his temper, he's a hothead. Yeah. Because he's that cool blue color Mm -hmm. of flame. But then when he freaks out, it's it's really red, which is interesting because I think it's the I think blue is hotter than red. But yeah, but I like I like that thing. It's a little bit like in Nightmare when the mayor's face turns around. But this is like much more intense and happens much more often with Hades. Uh, But he watches the fates. They have this, the life thread, and that's how we find out, that's how people come to the underworld. The fates just cut the thread, and so we watch the fates kill a woman. We hear a woman scream when they cut the thread. That's all, that's their that's role. All, yeah, there's that's three their of them. Role. One of them, like, sews the thread, the other one measures it, and the third one cuts, cuts it. So it. it's okay. like, who you're going to be, how long you, and then that. And then so they're it. each And then that one eyeball, that. I think, is... If it's not with them, it's with something similar. Because I know in, in like Jason and or uh, Cr- uh, Clash of the Titans, there's a similar thing mm. where there's three witches. Or, sharing an eyeball. Yeah, sharing one eye. Yeah, I just really love them a lot. A lot. And they're, you know, they're not really supposed to tell Hades the future. And he starts flirting with them. He starts like getting all sweet with them. And then they're finally like, okay, okay, well, we'll tell you a little bit about the future. And about how Zeus will fall, Hades will rule all, but if Hercules fights, you will fail. Like, if Hercules is there to fight. 
uh, you, there's no way you can win. Mm. And so that's when he gets this idea to turn Herc mortal. And the potion he brings out looks almost identical to Yzma's potions in It's in Emperor's a similar New bottle, Group. yeah. It's in a very similar bottle. And Amanda, you mentioned that you felt it would have a similar vibe, and I think it kind of does. I think you could, you know, Emperor's New Groove is in this... Yeah, yeah. This light, I, I don't know if light's the right word, but this is. vibe, yeah, this yeah. feeling. I, I feel like they're both definitely very, inf- or yeah, maybe Emperor's New Groove was very influenced by this. And I also um, think that the that Pegasus reminds me of the horse Entangled, which I know that you all haven't watched yet. We haven't watched but, yet. We're going to. But yeah, we are going to watch it sooner than when we talk about we, it. We've we announced decided. we're going to see it outside of the, the podcast. I don't know if you heard that. Uh, I also think Emperor's New Groove also follows that kind of like a music plays it like yeah. mus- out of place music because it's like mm. that Tom Jones is falling around. Yeah, like, yeah. And it's also kind of it's also very anachronistic. Yeah. It's it's an ancient movie, but it's mm-hmm. it's dealing with like I guess then is like 2000 and something It's modern sensibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, yeah, I think there are a lot of similarities there. So we find out that uh, Pain and Panic go to give, they steal Hercules, and then they go to give him this potion, and he has to drink every last drop. And the farmer comes up, they hear him, they hear the baby, and so he doesn't drink the last drop. What was the farmer's name? I don't know that they say. Do they, they do, but it was like a very difficult Greek. I can't oh, remember what it was. Oh, yeah. okay. I was just kidding. He played by Hal Hol- Holbrook. Uh, uh, I don't know what you know him from, but you've seen him and stuff. Mm. He's a pretty prolific stage and, and oh, screen okay. actor. But yeah, him and his wife come up and they're like, you know, maybe the gods sent this baby to us. You know, we haven't been able to conceive. And that is something in the mythology that I think is with uh, Oedipus. Superman. <laughs> oh, well, Oedipus. yeah, but I think, sorry, I think. I think with Oedipus, again, I was reading a bunch of, like, what's different and what's Mm. the same, so I can't remember now. Uh, So they are very excited to have this baby. They see the medal that says Hercules, and it's got the symbol of the gods on it. It's the symbol that Zeus wears. So they kind of know something's up, and then Pain and Panic try to come at him with snakes, and that's when he kind of, like, ties them up and, like shakes him around as a baby and which they is, see that he's super strong which is moment. the hercules story is that Hera sends yes that's what i was Yaya. yeah switching before so uh this is another very similar thing to lion king where the hyenas are like yeah they, we got rid of they them tell, yeah we got rid of them and, and it's a very similar thing where you know that's going to come back into play for pain and panic and so then it cuts to hercules running with the cart and his dad and this whole scene we see him as a teenager, and he's very awkward. He's very clumsy, but he's very strong. So that all plays like to his detriment, essentially. Like he can't control his strength. And so the the vase vendor, the pottery vendor, you his who was that again? It was Newman, Wayne right? Knight, yeah, uh, Newman from Seinfeld and Nedry so, from Jurassic Park. Yeah, and so I'm totally unappreciated my time here. <laughs> Everyone, like, wants Hercules to stay away. The dad's like, stay at the cart. Like, don't go anywhere. When uh, the pottery vendor sees him, he's like, no, no, I don't want help. Please don't help me. So you can tell, like, things have happened before with Mm -hmm. Hercules. And then the kids are playing, is it discus? Yes. Yeah. And so they, he asks, do you want me to throw it back? And they're no. And they call him Jerkules. Which is, I I think, is a good and Destructo okay. Boy is the other one that they call him. And so you can tell he's just like really frustrated, really bummed. He just wants to help people. And so they throw it and he goes to try to catch it and he hits a column and essentially like dominoes 
all the columns that where they are all fall and it all falls to the pottery shop and then Hercules slides in mud and then hits into the pottery shop and that's basically when everyone's like you can't come back here and you know your boy is a menace and he's too dangerous to be around normal people they call him a freak so there's a lot that happens in those few minutes and then Hercules winds up talking with his dad and this is where he says you know I feel like I don't belong here I I feel Mm -hmm. like something's not right and he sings Go the Distance. So this is where this song. Well, he tells him he's adopted and he's like, I'm going to go. They tell him after Go the Distance. Oh, okay, I'm he sorry. He sings Go the Distance first. And then I think there's like a reprise of okay, Go the Distance. Okay, you're right, you're right, Yeah. Because they tell him he's adopted and they say, you know, you have this symbol of the gods. Go to Zeus's temple. And he goes up there and show, and, and starts to pray and Zeus comes alive. He's like, my boy. And then he's like. Ah! yeah he's like, <laughs> like horrified which i feel is a joke i always make and stuff like this and they never do so it's nice to see a, <laughs> a main character actually be like these circumstances are terrifying yeah and the other thing amanda and i noticed too and mentioned was during go the distance and it's really throughout the film but some of the landscapes and how beautiful mm-hmm. they are and in go the distance it's like the sun is setting and the water's all sparkling and just really really beautiful Uh, but so he goes, he talks to Zeus and Zeus essentially says, you have to prove yourself a true hero on earth. And the first thing you need to do is seek out Philotides. Is that his full name? Let's go with Phil. Because as soon as they said, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to remember this. Yeah. So yeah. So he (laughs) has to find Phil. Philic Titis or something. Yeah. So he has to find Phil, his trainer. And then he gives him Pegasus back. And this is where he introduces him as a magnificent horse, Mm -hmm. but has the brain of a bird. And so then we cut to Phil and we're just, Phil is a bit of a dog. He's a, he's a, he's, I don't know if dog is something we don't want to. Okay. So let's say something else. But he's, he's definitely a a creeper. You can quack it out. Yeah. He's pretty creepy. He's, he's pretty creepy. He's like creeping on these nymphs. He's just peeping on them. He's Yeah. He's peeping on them. I and the girls. And. And then chases them, and they all turn back into like water and, and tree trees and stuff. and stuff. And yeah, and so, so yeah, so that seems a little cringy. And mm-hmm. then uh, it goes into him refusing to help Hercules. We find out he's retired, and he says two words: "I am retired." And Hercules like counts to three. But both Ryan and I came across the fact that in Greek it is two words if you yes. were to say "I'm retired." And so then he talks about all the would-be heroes. Thank you for giving me credit on that fact. I know I'm not always as generous uh, when it comes to that. <laughs> You're welcome. But we find about all these would-be heroes, and one of the greatest he trained was Achilles, and how Achilles mm. was this great hero, but they didn't know about his heel. Yeah. And so he goes into that. And, you know, he's just like, I want it to train someone who would be a god in the stars, who people would say, there goes Phil's boy. And so he doesn't believe that Zeus is his father. That he like kind of laughs off. He's like, yeah, okay, boy, whatever. But Which he is di- funny because I feel like every other hero they talk about has a, Zeus is potential. Like those are all. Potentially <laughs> are Zeus's all, children. All Hercules' half brothers. Yeah. Like. So he doesn't necessarily believe that, but he does see that he's strong. And so he's trying, Hercules is trying to encourage him to train him. And this is where Phil sings his song and agrees to start. So it's this whole training montage. 
And Which is levels in the Hercules PlayStation game, you said. Yeah, so you have to like go through a lot of the things where he's trying to save the doll. Yes. And like you're jumping through the hoops, like trying to save it. And yeah, so it's it's actually a whole kind of fun. Did you like this level. one as much as Aladdin and Lion King? Or? I liked it a lot. I don't know that I beat it as a child. Mm. I don't know if I got all the way through it. The Hydra, I remember, was really hard. And so I don't know if I got past that. Yeah. Um, But... It, I remember enjoying it. I'd love to go back and play it if I could find it on something to play it. But this whole montage, uh, we also hear about the rules. Phil has a lot of rules about, you know, like holding a sword and like, you know, you need to do this and you need to be gentle with the damsel and all of this stuff. And uh, we then start to see Hercules' success through this song as well. And um, that's when Phil finally says, okay, I think you're right. You know, Hercules is like, I'm ready. I've been through all the training. We see him as a success. We see him kind of grown into an adult. And then Phil's like, okay, we can go to, is it Thebes? Thebes. Thebes with a T-H. Which is uh, kind of based on New York City. Very much yeah. supposed to have that feel. I, the big I, olive. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> that. And then the uh, Phil's line of like, if you can make it there you can make it anywhere i thought it was yes was yeah from new york new york yeah yeah, yeah from frank sinatra's new and there's york, a new lot york. of like new york he's like i'm walking here yeah. that's <laughs> from something that's from a movie midnight cowboy yes thank you uh so yeah there's a lot of that i like that when the light changes it's somebody it's holding, a holding a vase a yeah, yeah with different <laughs> colors so they're there. Wasn't a fan of the like don't look at the crazy person running around saying you know the end is nigh, and they oh. were like, look down, don't look at him. And I was yes. like, mm, that, didn't, yeah. that, that joke didn't really hold up like it should have. Yeah, no. there is uh, one point, I don't know where it is, I thought I wrote it in my notes, but the the guy who like offers him a sundial and oh, opens. Oh, you think he's a flasher? Yeah, and he opens, and it's all sundials. And for anyone who watches uh, Drag Race, uh, got Mick based, I'm going to post a picture, but based one of their outfits off of, it's all watches. Mm. So her outfit is all watches, but it's a trench coat that sh- that they open. <laughs> That's and, amazing. And so it was specifically based off of this mm-hmm. character in Hercules, which I really That's enjoyed. Great. So I will be sure to share that. But we then cut to hearing a scream and it's Meg with the River Guardian. And so she looks like a damsel in distress and Hercules finds out that she's like, no, I can handle this. Like, I've got it. Don't worry about it. And Hercules fights him off, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then Phil at one point hits on Meg here. This is another like when Hercules yeah. is fighting the river guardian, Phil like hits on her this and is... she just pushes him away. And I feel like it's the last time we get sleazy Phil for no. most of the movie. Yeah, it happens when all of the fans... When all the girls are like with, oh yeah, he does chase. He after. chases yeah, after them. Kind of so lis- yeah, lis- it's lis- pretty lis- much throughout. Yeah, anytime yeah. that there's ladies around. But she calls him Wonder Boy, and this kind of sticks as a nickname a little bit. And painting panic show up after Hercules leaves, and we find out that Meg is actually working for Hades, and we yes. find out that she's working off her sentence. She has a sentence. Uh, and at this point, we don't exactly know why. We just know that she's got to kind of do Hades bidding a little bit. But then uh, we go back to everybody around this water fountain and all these townspeople are kind of 
complaining about all the craziness that has happened. Mm-hmm. They're talking about floods Was and natural flood disasters. Was the flood before or after the fire? And... Yeah, and they've, they've been through it. And then one of them says, all we need now is a locust, a swarm of locusts. And then one little, like, cricket lands <laughs> and they all freak out. But that's when Phil's like, this is, this is what we need to do. You need to fight them. And so nobody really believes that Hercules is really going to be able to do anything. And then Meg comes back and screams that there are two children. They're trapped. You've got to help them. And so he takes her uh, with Pegasus. And this is where we find out she's not a super fan of heights. Pegasus also doesn't like her at all. It's a real uh, Pecos Bill, Slewfoot Sue, Widowmaker kind of moment. Yeah. Was that his his, his I think Widowmaker's, was Widowmaker. Yeah. yeah. So we find out that the boys are pain and panic, but Ryan Wait, fell sorry. for it. I'm sorry. Okay, so I wanted to ask about, like, that relationship. Do you think that Pegasus, like, knew that Meg was from the underworld and, like... I don't know. It felt know. more felt like, like protectiveness. Like, he, jealous. Uh, okay. like he started seeing, yeah, protectiveness and maybe jealousy, but I don't know. Like, okay. if, you, if you're if you a single person and you have a pet and then, like, a, 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 a boyfriend moves in and the pet's like, mm, <laughs> like, doesn't, like... Yeah. You know, it felt like that to me. Right. Yeah, yeah. It just felt very protective, like because if he knew, feathers. it was real jerky of him not to say anything. Yeah. Well, he doesn't talk. He mimes. He can just <laughs> let them know. I guess that's true. Yeah, uh, but Ryan fell for it. He thought they were two real little well, boys. Well, because they they were looking out a hole and they go, "We can't breathe in here." And I'm like, "I can see the hole. Like, yeah. you're fine." And then I went, "Oh, that's pain and panic, isn't it?" Yeah. <laughs> so I almost fell for it. So you did fall for it. Uh, but but he moves the rock sets the boys free and they're like a couple claps people are like yay okay you did it and then you realize that when he moves the rock that's where the hydra is and hades has set this whole thing Mm -hmm. up so it starts out as just a one-headed monster and so he battles that he cuts the head off and then three come back and then it keeps going where the more he cuts off, the more come back. And then Phil's finally like, let's stop with cutting off the heads. Like, we need to figure out a different way yes. to defeat this monster. And he, the monster winds up eating him, and he cuts it open from the inside. What do you think about this? Well, let's keep going. I'm sorry. I'll no, jump that's back fine. In. I was just say, what do you think about the CG in here? Like, it was mm-hmm. noticeable. I could tell it was CG. But for 1997, really like, it blended pretty well with... Mm-hmm hand animation i thought it worked well and i well, thought it looked good i've i've got that eye so it's probably part yeah you of it, see but stuff like, more than i do but i enjoyed it yeah i don't know i like i liked it too yeah yeah that was pretty good for its time yeah yeah, yeah yeah and it causes so essentially he cuts it open from the outside and then causes a rock avalanche mm-hmm. is essentially what kills Oh, well, I thought you said he cuts it off from the inside. He he cuts it and like, yeah, like the amount of heads they did. I know. I don't know because I joked when it came up. I was like, all right, Tara, count. See if it's 30. I know. I couldn't count. I know they <laughs> wanted to lot. do 30 heads. It might be close to 30. It's I think a, they came close to their goal. Yeah. It's enough that you, that it's it's very, very cool. Scene. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it a lot. And the avalanche is how he eventually defeats him. And then the crowd really goes wild. And it cuts back to the muses singing Zero to Hero, which is another amazing song. Mm-hmm. This was not just spring ahead but this i think this is my favorite yeah, song. amanda said it. that too yeah, yeah. uh but, then, but this is the one that was um free your mind this is the one that was the, oh, the live okay. action shoot of with a uh, uh, choreographer got it so i'll post that somewhere cause yeah it's that'll be great to in look fact at you want to well we'll post it later i was gonna say if we want to take a look at it now but never mind okay unless you, you wanna... want to you guys will see it real quick it's pretty cool yeah let's I'd watch be it for it yeah
So thank you for sharing that. We'll put it up on the Facebook page. But you were saying, Ryan, I think it is very interesting to see like how the animation flows with the way that they dance, comparing it to the live yeah, action. Yeah, because you get little snippets of live action compared mm-hmm. to their stuff. So you have to realize, like, man, every little shot that's so cool is sh- is so short. And then think about how long it takes to animate all that stuff. Yeah. Oof, oof. Mm. So in this whole montage when he's fighting monsters, we get to see some of his merchandise. And so <laughs> they're the Air Hercs, which later, is it Pain or Panic that wears them? Pain. Pain. So Pain winds up wearing those later, and they're supposed to be like the Air Jordans. Uh, Herculade, which I'm assuming is off of Gatorade. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got his, he's an action figure where you squeeze him and like. an action figure. Yeah. Uh, and then his face on every vase, on every vase, and then the statue of himself. But did you see anything else? Those are the main ones I saw I as was... far as merchandising. What, did you see anything, Amanda? Mm, no, I think that, I feel like that covers it. But... I was paying more attention to the creatures he was fighting because oh, that's yeah. my brain. Is uh-huh. Like the uh, the giant boar and the kind of harpy, and then he does like a... Th- just some sort of a bird, some sort that's of that's the weird, harpy. That's I a harpy. Think. Okay. It's funny because in the uh, video we saw, it's like some weird octopus monster. They just draw as a placeholder. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then like he does something. It's like the Minotaur, something else, and a Gorgon, which is Medusa, like a Medusa mm. thing. I just love that. Like, there's part of me that I remember when I saw that I wanted more monsters. Like, yeah. I wanted him to do because he had the twelve trials or, or challenges of hercules which are a big thing oh okay um that's his big story is he has to go i think that's his repentance for accidentally killing his friend yeah and he fights the, like you see a lot of pictures we'll see a picture in a little while where he's got a lion draped over him mm-hmm. that's a very famous look of his because the first thing he fights is the i know the word isn't nemoidian i think nemoidian is a star wars villain a star <laughs> wars uh, alien but it's an n-word it's a something lion like nemoidian or nemurian or something and he you couldn't the lion's skin could not be pierced by anything so he had to hit it in the eye oh and so then he wears that so then yeah. it's harder to hurt him interesting and we'll get to some fun stuff with that in a little bit here because yeah. it's cool in this movie so, uh, Hades is furious. He's, uh, basically playing, what is it? What's the, what's, shot, uh, not shot put. Were you, play, oh play pigeon. What is that? It's called something. Skeet shooting. Skeet shooting. Oh my <laughs> God in heaven. I could uh, name the Nemoidian yeah. a Star Wars villain, but I couldn't remember skeet so shooting. So he skeet shoots with, uh, Hercules vases. And mm-hmm. so I just find that funny and pain and panic. That's when they've got both the shoes and the drink, which makes him even more furious. And he's like, you know, every hero has a weakness. We've got to figure out what his weakness is. And this is when we find out that Meg sold her soul to save her boyfriends, and then when she did that, he left her. Mm-hmm. And so now she is indebted to Hades for as long as he deems. Yes. So, essentially. Well, I think she's in, She's yeah. got time to work off her sentence. We don't know he, how long like, the sentence is. Instead of getting rid of two years, I'm going to put two more on. Like, it's it, the sentence is forever. He's yeah. just going to string her along forever, but... So, uh, he says, if you can give me the key to bringing down Wonder Breath, then I'll give you your freedom. <laughs> so it's pretty enticing for her. You know, if she can find like like Achilles heel, if she can find whatever yeah. that is. And so uh, we then see Herc sharing all of his adventures with Zeus. He's talking about fighting all these mount, uh, monsters. He's back at the temple. And Zeus says, you haven't really proved that you're a hero yet. And he doesn't understand it. And Zeus is like, you really need to look inside your heart. So Hercules doesn't really understand. He thinks he's doing everything right, but he's not really. 
And then uh, we go to Herc's villa, and it's you see it being toured like Graceland. So these yeah, are it's the huge. Yeah, it's very. These are like the the when they compared him to Elvis. You know, we see him inside, and then the door opens, and all these like screaming, crying fans. They're all women. Uh, all girls are like chasing after him, and they have like a plan. Because Phil says something about exit strategy or something like exit that. Exit strategy B or yeah, something. Yeah, and Hercules hides, and then Phil goes and chases all the girls. And that's how he leaves. But Wait, Meg gets in yes. with them. You're missing the part we're talking about where he's, this is where he's wearing the lion skin for his pose. Yes, I'm her. so sorry. Yeah, and I totally forgot it's about that. so obviously scar. Oh, it's got Scar's mark on well, his eye. When he throws it off, it finally gets eyes, like it opens its eyes, and there's a green scar. Yeah. As I know last time we talked about villains with green eyes yes but yeah. well yeah herc's wearing it on his head and then when he throws it phil uses it to wipe his face off because he gets paint all mm-hmm. over his face thank you for mentioning it i just gla- like yes. breezed right by it uh but then i, I have wa- a note sorry i was wondering if that had anything to do with the fact that andreas deja did oh i wonder because that's his Cause scar, that is, scar his. is his yeah i wonder yeah i didn't come across a fact about it just to look out for it but mm-hmm. maybe but then I have a note here, Ryan, talk about PETAs. So take it away, Ryan. When I, when I, they kept talking about like they had a cart going by. I was like, PETAs? Did, I, and this may be, I'm, I actually don't know where I am age-wise compared to Amanda. We don't have to go into that uh, in public record unless you want to also include your mother's maiden name and <laughs> your social. Um, no, uh, but uh, when I was in like late elementary school and probably beginning middle school and my, my parent, my mom was making lunches for me, there was this like PETA craze. That, like, pitas were so much healthier than just bread. I don't necessarily remember them, like, being healthier, but I remember the sandwich pitas. Yeah, that the it was pocket like pitas. the pocket pitas mm-hmm. that was like, make a sandwich out of this instead of out of bread. Right. Yes. Yeah. So I remember my, I, my, fam- my, like, best friend family growing up, Jeremy and his sister, Kel- like, yeah. They had them. Yeah. I okay. don't know that my mom bought them, but they bought them a lot. So we'd have sandwiches out of those. I just remember. I did because it has a different feel. It's kind of drier. The least the one we got. Yeah, I, I mean, there's remember, like no dough in it. Like it's literally, anytime, just like a bread pocket. So if you, I think you've said it once or twice, or maybe it's popped up in the Great British Baking where someone has said something like, "Oh, like let's make a little sandwich out of pitas," and I have such a visceral like no <laughs> like reaction to it. Oh, see, like, I didn't mind them. I I probably don't now. But it was like the only thing. I was also the kid who had like only like carrot sticks, and like that was there was nothing close to unhealthy in mine i didn't even have anything to trade you know like you, you could usually trade something and i sat next to a buddy of mine who had like he was from he was from new jersey or new york uh-huh. originally and he had like pepperoni and mozzarella sandwiches and stuff like that. i was like please john just give me this that's so good and like dunkaroos remember we talked about i dunkaroos love dunkaroos like, you're like oh don't you like dunkaroos i'm like there's no way on earth you would believe my mother would give me a treat that's that was basically true. like a cookie you dip in icing like and yeah. she was like no you'll have pitas with low with low, mo- low, low fat mozzarella shredded cheese and turkey slices oh <laughs> yeah yeah Okay, sorry. Anyway, it's so funny. I didn't know where the PETA comment was going. And I just there it feel is. like we've never really discussed it, but you've definitely said something about it once. And like deep inside, I'm like, oh, no, no, no PETAs. Like, I'm just so like. I think I've probably been like, hey, do you want to get these instead of I'm just, yes. whatever? And I'm like, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. So, like, well, good to know. I'm good sure they're know. fine. And to be honest, they're probably not that much healthier than bread. Like, if you get a nice, like, 
wheat bread or depending something. on what kind of bread you get yeah, yeah sure, i guess but i feel like it's like anything else it was like a craze it was like yeah. a yes a, a food craze that's like why where, yeah because yeah. it was mm-hmm. definitely like you know i grew up in the 80s and it was definitely like mid late 80s when she was like you gotta have a pita like instead of yeah. it, look how healthy i'm treating my son and in fact i'm like <laughs> please just give me one oreo give me a dunkaroo. something, something. <laughs> uh so meg plays hooky and I was going to, like, try to connect that to school, and I got lazy. So no, I got you. Uh, Meg plays hooky. Because they say that. they She, she takes him on a date. Yeah. yeah. So I guess Meg's not playing hooky. She encourages Hercules to play yes. hooky. And what's funny about this is, uh, this is another tangent. We can cut it out or not. But our last host for Hunchback, John, we would always try to get him to play hooky from work. Like, we all had jobs, but he worked at the library, and so this one time we convinced him, and I think it was with Leanne, who's also a host of ours on Toy Story, Which and bad influences. I and another this, friend of ours. No, we were just we were just like I forget what we were, what we were going to do instead. It was nothing like super exciting. It was just like just take the day off, just call in sick. And I think our friend Leanne or our friend Dana, I think it might have been Dana, made the call and called in and was like, "Oh, John can't make it to work today." And like, so yeah, we were always trying to talk him out of going to work. Because we were like, you don't want to go work at the library. You're just going to sit around all day. There's nothing to do. <laughs> you talk about work. I thought about school. I've never. Yeah. I, I played. I skipped school once, and it was senior day. It was a day that was not obviously officially called this, but everyone in school called it senior, senior skip, skip day. day. Yeah, because yeah, it was like the day when they had the like everyone go to the auditorium. You're going to miss all your classes anyway because they're like presenting awards for something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people went. I don't know that we had that. We might have, but it was the one day I left. I can't tell you what I did instead because I was so anxious that I was gonna get caught, and I was like, "I'm not gonna graduate." And it was like, "You'll get like a whatever, you know, a demerit." I don't know. I so I can't tell you what I can remember exactly. Sneaking off to my friend Ben's car and like, "Oh, let's go." No idea what we did. None whatsoever. We. I, my senior year, I only went to school half days because I had had all the credits I needed. So I worked the other half of the day. Mm. So, but my work wouldn't start. So I'd have like a little bit of gap time. So sometimes I'd like go pick up lunch for people or whatever. But when I was a junior and John, it's another story with John, uh, and John was a senior, there was a group of us. And I think Jeremy was in on this all past hosts, which have, we've all become very successful. So we all turned out fine. (laughs) Uh, and Ryan's making it look like that's debatable. But anyway, uh, we all decided we were going untrue, to skip untrue. for the morning and like go to the beach because it was it was like we had finals days where it was like sometimes your finals were your lunch and your gym period. Like that was part of like because that's just where it was in the schedule. And we were like, we're just going to sit around like there's nothing like to do. So we all skipped and John locked his keys in his car. So we oh, all no. were like and so then he had to like. We had to, like, go home. We had to, like, try to figure out. We got to the beach. He locked his keys in the car at the beach. So we actually made it there. Mm -hmm. And then he had to, like, we called the police. And they were like, we don't do that. Like, we don't unlock cars. (laughs) We We, We do alert truancy officers. Yeah, but we don't, whatever. So we made it. We got back to school. We figured it out. But it winded up being this whole thing of, like, basically every everything we did, it was like, 
see, you shouldn't have skipped school because yeah, yeah. this is what happens. It was like one of those like after school ep- like specials where it was like, <laughs> if you had just gone to school, none of this would have happened. But I remember it being a fun day. But yeah. Amanda, do you have any stories about being just a complete delinquent? <sighs> no, not really. Um, Amanda's you know, I, the only good host. I kind of, <laughs> kind of feel like we just like for senior skip day. I feel like I still went to school for like part of the day, and then I did too. I think I remember that. Yeah, and then like left and went to Taco Bell. Or, like I feel like that was probably something. It's gotta be. Mean. That's what I did. Is I went and just ate, or like we just went over to someone's house earlier than yeah. usually right after school. Right. Yeah, I feel like the only time I ever actually skipped was that time when with the the story I told, and then like I said, my senior nice, year. Nice backpedal. You no, had, I'm she serious. She had like nine to ten more stories. Oh, <laughs> I did not. Uh, but no, but then my senior year was like I didn't really have to skip because I did my classes in the morning and then I was done with school, so mm. it was yeah. So Hercules. <laughs> so yeah, back to Hercules. So uh, Meg gets him to play hooky, and they basically go on this date. That's mm-hmm. where they see the play and all of this, and they're they're talking. And she's trying to find out: Do you have any problems with weak ankles? So she's being like very flirtatious <laughs> yeah. with him, or you know, ruptured discs, anything like that. And he skips a rock on water, and it hits the arms of the statue. And, and it becomes like, the Venus de Milo. Yeah, she's like, it looks better that way. <laughs> uh, but they're kind of talking, and then Phil comes in and kind of ruins it. They're just about to kiss. Oh, what and do you Phil mean, kind of ruins it? He comes in on with Pegasus, Pegasus with like a, a candle, like a spotlight, and it looks like a helicopter. He's like yeah. yelling through a megaphone at him. Because uh, he's been looking for Hercules all day because he ditched out of everything he was supposed to do. And so then this is where, my, I love this song too. It's going to be really hard for me to pick a song between yeah. this This was my second favorite. Yeah. I won't say yeah. I'm in love. It's such a good it's song really good and one. oh it's so good and you kind of again you find out more about her and about her character and about what she's struggling with and the muses are very prominent in this yes. uh song and then Haiti shows up at the end and she says i'm through i'm not doing this anymore and phil is still there well we hercules goes away i think with pegasus and phil he gets falls knocked off. off the horse so he's like in the bushes it sounds like he went to a bar yeah like, he fell off the horse no, <laughs> fell off the wagon fell off the wagon that's what it is. Sorry. uh but phil overhears part of the conversation with hades and meg so what he doesn't hear is that meg really doesn't want to do this anymore right uh he just hears you know her agreeing with hades about like what should be done or whatever and Hades realizes Meg is his weakness. And so that's what I he's like going that seems like he doesn't have any weaknesses. He's like, I think she he does. And they Meg. zoom in I, on his teeth, and you, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned his teeth because you teeth hate are old gross, man Jafar teeth. But they're little tiny point no, it's I think it's the fact that they're long and going in different <laughs> I know, directions. You hate his teeth. It looks like when a Looney Tune crashes into piano and then they come out and the, their hand, their, their oh, yeah. mouth. Well, this happens in this. Know. Hercules crashes into a billboard, but it's a mosaic billboard yes. of him. And then the teeth oh, right. are all like messed up I after mean, he yeah. crashes into it. Uh, Hades are gross, but they're like evenly spaced and, and they're just and sharp uniform. And they're just sharp yeah. and pointy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we go back to the track where Herc's training, you know, Phil's told him you've got to go back and train because, you know, you basically played hooky or whatever. And then Pegasus gets lured away by what Ryan called a My Little Pony. And again, it's pain well, it's, and panic. It's got a tattoo. It does. It has a heart. Heart yeah, tattoo by on its, its tail. butt. And it's got, yeah. its butt is like wiggling a lot. It's a very strange scene. And then it separates, which is disturbing because <laughs> it's pain and panic. Yeah. And then 
Pegasus is like, ah! Freaks out. But yeah, so that's how they get pain. That's how they get Pegasus away. And then Phil gets into a fight with Hercules. He's trying, he's like, he doesn't know how to break it to him that Meg is faking it. She's not in love with him. You know, she's working for Hades. And he finally just comes out with it. And it does feel very similar to the fight that Jeannie and Aladdin have mm-hmm. about when Jeannie's like, you just need to tell her the truth. This is kind of the opposite, but a similar fight because Phil winds up leaving. So his protector, well, her, I mean, Herc hits him. Yeah, and I, I think, like, that's a darker movie. But I think, like, if they would have done something to where Herc like legitimately hurt people with his strength, that might have been an interesting twist that was a little, you know, more complex. Yeah, and obviously got, they but, were trying not to go yeah, the complex really route, but it. that would be interesting yeah. to see. It was a little too. It's hard to do a slapstick movie and then do well. Sometimes when he hurts people, it actually hurts them. Yeah. But other times it's like, like we'll get to this later when he's fighting the Cyclops. He's just getting thrown around. He doesn't have his powers anymore. I'm like, he's dead. Why isn't he dead? He'd be yeah. Dead. Yeah. So. uh... Hades winds up showing up after Phil leaves. Phil's going back home. He's going back to the island. And Hades shows up and says, you know, I've got Meg. And he's got her kind of gagged so she can't talk. And he says, you know, if you'll give up your power for 24 hours, let's say the next 24 hours. Because that's when all the planets are aligning where he can set free the Titans. I don't think we've talked about Hades' plan. Yeah, that's his plan. So that's his big plan uh, to take over Mount Olympus. He's like, if you give up your strength for 24 hours, then I'll set Meg free. And this is a very similar, uh, it gave me the vibe of the Ursula deal with like, you have to give up your voice to go up there. And so again, it's similar, you know, he takes his strength away and he goes, now you know how it feels to be everybody else. And then he realizes that Meg is actually working for Hades. Hades kind of then tells him that. And you made a comment and it is very noticeable that they dim the colors of Hercules when he no longer has his strength. He's got more contrast less less contrast he's darker yeah he's darker than all the other characters and so now we see the whole sequence where Hades sets the titans free and i like the titans design as well i like the ice titan a lot Uh there's i like the two-headed one because he reminds me there used to be the rock the yes yeah so there was a toy there was a toy no no, the the rock dude with two heads And there was a toy series growing up called Rock Lords where they changed from like monsters into rocks. I think it, and I had I, a bunch of them. They sound familiar. One of them looked like a gold nugget, which I think that was the most popular one. He kind of turned into a little robot. Yeah. It was, yeah, nothing says I'm going to take out Transformers. Well, you guys changes into boats and cars. Ours changed into various rocks. <laughs> but I had one that had two heads like that. It yeah. reminded me of that. That's funny. I like the Twister one too, the one that looks like a big tornado. Yeah. But they all start like storming off very slowly, and then Hades goes, uh, "Olympus would be that way." Yeah. So then they all like turn around and keep going. Uh, but he sends the Cyclops to go look for Hercules, and we noticed that the Cyclops' toenails—we uh, compared them to old Jafar's man Jafar's teeth—but teeth, like they're not great, and they zoom in on them one too many times. Have you ever seen those commercials? <laughs> With the, like, fungus? With the, like, goblin yes. that, like, goes, I live under your toe. Yeah, I hate like, those commercials. I, I'm just like, but uh, it's always, like, it's like a midday commercial, so you're like, oh, we'll be right back with, uh, you know, <laughs> Kelly Ripa. I live under your toenails. Yeah, like, no. it's terrible. It's gross. Uh, so Meg winds up, you know, we're starting to see Hercules, 
Hercules try to fight Cyclops and she's like, you're going to die. And he's like, there could be worse things. He's just kind of given up. Like he's really pretty upset about that. Meg duped him like this. And I like how they animate him when he is fighting. I know you make the comment that he should be dead fighting him, fighting (laughs) Cyclops at all, but they do give him like black eyes and bruises on his arms. And so I thought that that was an interesting choice. I like that they did that, but she takes Pegasus to go find Phil. And uh, everyone on Olympus is getting captured at this point, except Zeus by the Titans. And then this is where Haiti finally comes up and reveals that he's been behind all of it. Like, yes. this has been his plan. And so Meg, uh, Meg winds up getting Phil, and they come back, and... He pulls an Empire Strikes Back, doesn't he? That's how he gets him. He goes around his legs. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, oh, he yes. Burns his eye, he burns his eye first. Which is how, I think... Uh, Odysseus blinds the the Cyclops Cyclops in in um, the Odyssey. Yeah. And so he's battling him and Meg, something's about to fall on Hercules and she says, look out. It's like a column, I think. And then she winds up getting hit. And I believe a Doric her. column. I don't want to commit to it. it might have been Ionic, but I know. know Ryan showed off all his column knowledge when we were in Italy. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Mister Wellborn. Yes, and, <laughs> when we um, were at. A... There are four types of columns. You know the four types. You told me them when we were in Italy. I don't so remember. Doric is kind of plain and square. Ionic has the little twirls on the little curly keys. Corinthian are the uh, ones that have like the leafy structure going up them, mm. and Moronic are the ones that are just laying on the ground. <laughs> that was the joke Mr. Wellborn made. Like. <laughs> uh, and when we were at the Roman Forum and uh, Ryan was sure to point Ionic, out all of Ionic, those to me. Dork, that and at uh, Pompeii. You mentioned it a lot at Pompeii too. So the column, do you know which kind of column it was? You said it. No, I was no? joking okay. around. <laughs> so the column falls. The I was col- just like trying to shoehorn like a little bit of trivia. A little trivia bit of trivia in there, in yeah. There. So it falls on Meg and she gets hurt pretty badly. And, uh, he, she gets squished. Yeah. She gets, she gets hurt pretty badly. And then that all was this... part of the deal. Did you say that? that oh, I don't know that I said, said that. Yes. I, he goes, you have to promise that she won't get hurt. And Hades is like, fine. So she gets hurt and he starts to lift the column and he gets his strength back and he lights up. Yeah. Cause the deal <laughs> is broken there. And so, yeah, he becomes a little bit brighter. And so she tells him she's in love. Yes. And he leaves Phil to watch over her, and he goes to Mount Olympus. Should have Olympus. kissed her. Does not kiss I her. I know. There. Should have kissed her there, because things... Olympus can wait a kiss length. <laughs> <laughs> so then he goes, and he fights back with Zeus, and starts setting all of the other gods free, so they yes. can also fight back as well. And then we go back to the Fates, and we watch that they have Meg's thread. Mm-hmm. And they cut her thread, and so she actually dies. Like, she dies for a couple minutes in this film. And Hercules shows up in the underworld looking for Meg. Riding Cerberus, the three yes, dog. Yes, which is uh, Hades' kind of... It's the, it's, the, it's the guardian to the And underworld. I feel like he... It, wasn't it a part of his when he had his own chariot for the No, Titans? that was something else. That was something else. else. Yeah. But when he was coming in on the river Styx, uh, carried by the boatman uh, Charon, um, oh he, yes, uh, yes. He threw a stake to That's it. Right. Cerberus, the That's guardian. Right. I just want to throw out some more, some more knowledge. Listen, <laughs> I got probably if I wasn't a large child, I would have probably gotten beat up for this. So I'm sure I got bullied somehow for this stupid Since knowledge. You were so tall. Yes. Uh, but um, 
He then says, as he's in the underworld, I'll trade places with Meg. And she's in, like, the Sea of the Dead. Yes. And so he's like, oh, that's fine, but you're going to die before you get there. And we watch him age. And I thought that that was, I mean, it's very sad, but I also really liked how they did that. I feel like I want that to be a gif. Like, you know that gif of the end of Saving Private Ryan where Matt Damon turns into old Matt Damon? Yeah. Like, I want that as a gif, like, whenever. Because I always post that when someone well, says like they make me feel old. Well, it's like Beetlejuice when they yes. age. It's, like, a very similar thing, like, watching them age quickly. So yes. he's aging in the sea, and the fates are go to cut his string, and they can't cut it. And it's yeah. gold, and it lights up, and they realize he's a god, and so it can't be cut. Because he's, he's sacrificed himself. He was willing to, to give his life away for this woman. Yeah. And so he brings her soul back. And Hades then winds up going into the Sea of the Dead. So what do we think happens to him? He gets out because, like, he shows up again in eight million different things. Oh, but okay. But I, I think that's why they said, if he when he gets out, he's going to be upset. And, and then like, they say, if, if he, he gets, gets out. out. Like, yeah. I think it's just he's in there for a while. He's going to get out. Yeah. Because the whole thing is, Hercules can get out because he's a god. Hades is a god. It's oh, just, so Hades can Hades get out, can too. Get it's out. just, yeah, it's yeah. just out the Sea of the Dead. They know Hades, so they, <laughs> they might wanna, hold him a yeah, little bit yeah, longer. yeah. So uh, when he brings her soul back uh, to her body, Ryan heard an oboe and, and got excited. Because then we well, talked okay. about how a man <laughs> plays oboe in a previous episode. Well, because at the beginning, you and I are always have this kind of in-joke between us where we listen for really good. Because we both like orche- orchestral movie music. Yes, yeah. and we both really like brass. And I played right. French horn, Ryan played trumpet. So we're always so like, competing mm, what... That trumpet sure sounded good. Yeah, who and, has the better part. <laughs> and so I felt bad at the beginning because we didn't say anything about oboe. And in my brain, I went, oh, I need to listen out for oboe. And then I forgot till the end. And then there was a very clear oboe. And I wanted Amanda to feel... Like she was part of their little, I, our little I joke. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> and then she, and then she said that oboes either appear during love scenes or death. Yes. So look out for them in those moments of films. Yes. Uh, or he, listen out for them. Uh, but then Hercules joins all the gods on Mount Olympus. He brings Meg up, and she's kind of at the gates, and they're welcoming him back. And he's like, "I actually, I know where I belong now. Yeah. I want to stay in Earth. I want to stay with Meg." And then we hear a star is born by the muses. They close it out, and Hercules. Is gets that what his it's own. called? I think so. I, that was probably my I least could be favorite wrong. song. Mostly because I, I, think I that's wanted to hear. Called. I wanted to hear Zero to Hero again. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this isn't that. But it was almost that. I was yeah. Like, mm. But uh, we see that he gets his own constellation, and which then, is real. He there's a Hercules constellation, isn't there? I don't know. Astronomy. I believe there is. Astronomy? Astrology. Astrology is uh, bullshit. <laughs> Astronomy is real. Uh, <laughs> astrology is... Got it, got it, got it. And I disagree with you, but that's fine. <laughs> but the the other thing that kind of... Aye, this aye, is aye. pretty much the end, as yes, Ryan's there's looking a, Sorry, up. there is a Hercules constellation. Is there... Do you know it how many... It looks exactly like him, see? Doesn't that look just like him? <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Uh, are there any other god constellations? Oh, yeah. I'm sure most of them are. Most of them are? Them. Like, Orion is a hero. I know that much. Orion's well, it's Orion's like, belt, though, isn't it? Yes, but that his belt is easy to identify. Other stars make up him. I see. He's got, yes, like, yes, a yes. bow and stuff like that. I just, like, I you can see the stars. You can see most. the belt because of that. Speaking the... of Beetlejuice, that's the name of one of his stars on his belt. Oh, Did you know that? I didn't know that. So I think it's actually okay. Guys, but Interesting. Anyway. Um, uh, but the thing that I like, too, during A Star is Born is we finally hear someone say that's Phil's boy. That's yes, all one Phil's of the, wanted. One of the, uh, the townspeople. townspeople say it when the they Thedians. see the constant. Yeah, when they see the constellation up in the sky. But that's kind of how it ends. Um, 
So we are going to ask our questions. We ask every episode. How first off, how was the princess? Princess being Hercules in this case. I I liked him. Yeah. But he's kind of like I said earlier. He's Superman to me. Superman is inter- is is my not the most interesting uh, superhero to me. I thought he he did some stuff that was more interesting. Like I liked his like journey of discovering where he belonged and like you know falling in love with Meg and that thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, there. There are, like, they really tried hard to, to give him qualities that would be relatable to us, but, like, I, I still kind of think it was lost in, like, his naivety and his, like, uh, sense of belonging, like, not feeling like he belongs, and it's also, but it's also, like, because of how godlike he is, it's, like, really yeah. hard to relate to him. Well, it's also a shorter, like, I'm kind of interested to watch the the cartoon show now because... I'm interested to see, like, do they cover that more, mm, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I can't remember if they do or not, but I'm kind of with you guys. I I enjoyed him as a character, but I think there were more interesting characters that were surrounding him that I that I enjoyed more yes. than, you know, than the hero and the, like, focus of the film. Yes, right. and let's go into that right now with the prince who was Megara. Who I, I loved her. Like I yes. said, I loved her. I Sometimes it felt like she was drawn with a little bit of a va va voom quality, yeah. like like a little bit of a male gaze. But she was just so interesting, like still flirty and everything. But like, I think she had. It's it's interesting to say she had a lot of agency, where her whole role is being manipulated by because she Hades. Yeah, but her as a character felt like she's very independent in yes. in the sense of if she wasn't being like. She had this independence to her, even though she was doing someone else's bidding. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know if that's yeah. I I agree with that. Like it's her person. Like she has a very well-rounded personality. I think just yeah. in general, yeah. And I, and I think that definitely contributes to a feeling of agency in her. Yeah, I, I and I just say, liked her spunk. I liked her attitude. I gotta say, her and Esmeralda kind of get the short end of the stick, and that I don't think either of them are considered actual Disney princesses. And I, think I really pretty, think they uh, should. They should be. I don't yeah. think they're technically. Princesses I mean, they're not technically princesses, reason. but I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, how was a sidekick henchman? I liked Phil when he wasn't being a a, a creep. Mm-hmm. He had some, yeah, he had some funny jokes, and I think he's got some heart to him. But yeah, there were some cringy scenes with him, which mm-hmm. were unfortunate. They didn't age well. Uh, Pegasus, I think, is also a yeah, sidekick. I liked Pegasus. He's Cute. funny, and I liked his relationship, like him being very protective of Hercules. I liked that mm-hmm. as well. Uh, Pain and Panic, I enjoyed more than I remembered it. Yeah, exactly them. the same. I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, I enjoyed them way more than I think I thought I was going to. Um, I'm a very strangely big Matt Frewer fan, who is uh, Panic. And the other one was... Um, Bobcat Goldthwait. Yes. Oh, yeah. But Matt Matt Frewer, you guys might know him. He was the, other, the neighbor dad in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Okay. I'm try- I mean, I've seen You've it, seen but him not enough things. He to... was in The Stand, which is probably why I like him a lot. There was a... They tried to do a movie that was going to turn into an X-Men TV show pilot in the late 90s, and he was the bad guy in that, and I loved it. It was an awful movie called Generation <laughs> X. But anyway, um, I have, he, he's Max Headroom. He, You don't know Max Headroom? Do you know Max Headroom? It sounds really familiar. He, he was supposed to be a computer-generated image, but it was just kind of like 
a live shot and they did some computer stuff over it. But he was like, I'm Max Head 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 Room. Like, and he kept like skipping and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. And this. he did, was on like Coca Cola commercials. Got it. This is now is where we cut to the gif of Hercules <laughs> getting older as I'm trying to like reference this thing. <laughs> anyway. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so, what was everyone's favorite musical number? Oh, don't go with me first. Zero to Hero was mine. Yeah, so I'm torn between that and Meg's song. Like, I really Same. like, especially the chorus in Meg's song. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, Meg's song is a strong second to me. Yeah. I will say I have had Go the Distance stuck in my head for the last few days. Uh, mostly because this is Michael Bolton. Yeah. Which is interesting hearing him interviewed because I expect him to be like, I'm Michael Bolton. This is, and he's just like, hey, I'm Michael Bolton, and uh, I really like singing this song, and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, <laughs> like it's just... Just puts his emotion into yeah. a song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it's not... I mean, you see, it's, it's funny because I'm like, if I never heard you sing, I'd be like, I want to hang out with him. He just seems like, hey, yeah, I liked it. It's a cool movie. Blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. He just seems like a dude. That's funny. I also like the gospel truth. I like yeah. the first song a lot, too. It's really hard for me. I think I'm going to pick Meg's song. Because I okay. love singing that one. If it comes on, I'm like belting it out in my car or You'll, wherever. We'll have to, after this is over, watch the, her singing it live at the D23. Oh, yes, yeah. Um, how does it hold up? We talked a little bit about female character agency. Does anybody have anything else they want to say about that? I mean, there's... Uh, we talked about the cringiness of Phil. Yeah. So I think that doesn't hold up. Drinking and smoking. I don't even think there's any, any wine jokes. I guess... Uh, oh... The god of wine is like at the end. Oh, of also, Hades smokes a cigar. He lights a cigar. Yes, yes, right. he does smoke yes. a cigar. Um, when he's like watching the game, essentially, when he's battling Hydra, he kind of equates it to like a football game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Guns and firearms, there wasn't a lot. There's some mm-hmm. sword play with the Hydra where he's like cutting off heads mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. There, um, there are definitely some like violent scenes. So. I would yeah. say that the, when we first I, see the Hydra, it's a bit intense. I will say that the way. He comes out of the Hydra isn't as gory as it could be, but it is something that Disney doesn't do a lot. Like we yeah. see the Hydra's blood; it's green, mm-hmm. but it's a lot of like goo. Like goo, I, I think it was kind of yeah. like ew, gross type stuff. I don't yeah, think it was but it too is something that's graphic. out of the ordinary for Disney. We usually yes. don't see stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So um, I want to talk a little bit about ethnic representation because I know we have the Greek chorus is is all black, mm-hmm. but that's kind of the only characters we have in here. Like the cast. You know, that's African-American. Um, everybody else is just a white cast. I know, I know, I know it's Greek. But come on. Mm-hmm. There's, you, you're going to tell me it's like we're, we, we, we allow uh, Medusa and Hydras in our, in our movie, but we draw the line at people of color. Yeah. Like what? Like I would love to see if this got remade somehow. Like I'd love to see a live action race of everybody. Yeah. I don't like, know. It's, I think it could be mythology. fun to see a live yes. action version of this. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, um, and there is a little bit of an appropriate, like a music appropriation thing happening too, where yeah. like, you know, the, the chorus sings, sings songs that are like, that sound like traditional African-American gospel music where. Yeah. And soulful music. Yes. Yeah. Right. And it's written by, again, Alan Minkin and I'm not sure the other one is, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's again, we talked about this a little bit more on Hunchback, that we're on a trajectory, I think, to better times. Yeah. We're not quite hitting it in certain right. places. This is yeah. still like the colorblind era, so. Um, yeah, so now's, of course, of course, the big question, the the, the infallible the scientific <laughs> villain score, in which we'll be uh, uh, ranking the god of the underworld himself, Hades. Let's start off with Frightening. 
And I don't think he's as frightening as some villains, but when he freaks out, it is like, look. Yeah, you don't want to set off his temper. You yes. realize that when his temper's set off, things are not great. But I think he thinks he's more frightening than he actually is. Right. I think he's a two or a three. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? I think a three. What do you think, Amanda? Oh, sorry. You're going to give him a three? Yeah, I think a three. Because he, he definitely yeah. has like moments where like the, all the close-ups of his face and everything, like those are pretty, yeah. pretty scary. I'm going to give him a three, too, because even though the fates are the one that kind of decide when you go mm-hmm. he does have a lot of i mean he's he's ruling the underworld yeah and I, I just think like that what comes with that is a bit frightening as well and just i don't know i'm b- between a two and a three and i feel like i can't justify my three so well, then i do don't a two. know that's fine i'll do a two mm-hmm. that's fine i'm kind of I feel like i talked myself out of the three i'm kind of talking <laughs> you talked me out of a three too i'm gonna give him a two I think I think his blow ups are the only thing that's frightening. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. do that enough. To, I think to justify three. Now, funny. I want to rank him a four. Or five. Yeah, he's very I think funny. He's hilarious. Yeah, I I like I enjoy his sense of humor. I enjoy he's sarcastic. He's a little bit witty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I laughed a lot at him. I think you got he's a number? Very funny. He's a hard four for me, but I almost want to give him a five. But I think I'm going to stay with a four. Okay. Yeah. Same. Hard four. Four. I think I'm giving him a five. Yeah. Go for it. Like, I, I just can't think of... I think other people are, who have been ranked fives are different funny. Like, I think Captain Hook was a five, and Captain Hook... Scar, really I think we ranked high, yes. too. And, and he's I, got a similar okay. sense of humor to Scar, I feel like. Yeah. So, but I'm still going to give him a four, but I think I think a five, I think it's appropriate to give him a five. Yeah, right. yeah I'm changing mine to a five. That's right, because she likes me better than you. Um, <laughs> so, uh, fierce. I don't really think he's that fierce. Like, he's got a different quality in a, in a confidence. I think that bumps him up from, like, a one. He's not, like, a one fierce. Yeah. yeah. But I think he's, like, a two or a three. I think he's a... I don't even think he's that fierce. He's kind of slimy. Yeah. More than he is fierce. Yeah. yeah. He definitely... He doesn't have, like, the queer coding cape drama, like, He thing, doesn't. Though. I mean, I don't necessarily want to turn this into the... I think... I, I think turning the queer coding into one specific i know this is drag queen energy right but i think limiting it to one thing diminishes i don't want to like pinhole it like that's just one of many things where it can be all of them Um, but like have a swagger right yeah that's that's what i was he has that he's kind of like Like, uh, he's got a i give him a two because i think he's not a bumble i think it's the same thing we talked about with frollo yesterday where i don't think he's a bumbling like buffoon but I know. I think that was his effectiveness. Yeah. But I still, I still think he gets a two. I think he's got some sort of confidence because he's like, "Hey, how's it going? I'm Hades." Like, I think that's kind of like the schmoozing to me is a two. Mm. What do you guys think? Tara wants to give him. Yeah. A he's one. a really hard one for me to rate. I didn't expect him to be difficult to rate, and I'm really like on the fence with all these numbers. I'm I think some of it two. is he breaks the mold so much in yeah, what yeah. we've seen. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna give him a two. Yeah, I'll give him a. T- uh, effective. I mean, he did control Olympus for a hot minute there. Does he actually, or does he just capture Zeus? It felt to me like he didn't actually, like, I think I give him a four in that he gets, I mean. I think he, he gets the Titans out. Yes. He gets them to Olympus. They capture all of the gods, including Zeus. Zeus is all, like, up in a lava, like, mountain. Like, Zeus can't get out. Zeus can't fight. If Hercules didn't show up, which I know that's the if, but yeah. this is a Disney movie, I think he's a five. You think, I think, you think that? 
I yeah. think he does everything. The only other thing he set out to accomplish was, I think we could say technically he had rule of Mount Olympus. He just didn't do anything with that rule because Hercules flew right in. I mean, but that kind of comes close to the Ursula fight. She was the queen of the seas for eight minutes. But we gave her a five for that. I yeah, that's what I'm saying. But for some reason to me, and I can't quite define you it. You feel that he didn't have command. I of that. I went, Oh yeah, he did get it for a second. I thought he captured Zeus, but I didn't feel like he had command of anything for a second. So that's just me explaining no, it. So I'm actually arguing. See that. I can see that you didn't feel that like he was in command. It was more the Titans were doing the work. He didn't do anything. So that's why I'm giving him a four. Mm. I see that. Mm. Mm. I'm gonna give him a five. I'll give okay. him, I'll give him a five as well. Uh, design. Now, he gets a good design for me because I like his Bic lighter head idea. I think his face is ugly. Very. I think it's supposed to be ugly, but I, it's different from, like, this is an ugly face. It's just, I don't like it. Like, I don't like his face. Oh, interesting. So, I don't think you like his teeth, even though you said that they're not that bad. They're That's not a as, huge I said they're not face. as bad as Jafar. <laughs> <laughs> I said I like them better than Jafar's, but, like, I like a lot of things better than, like, getting run over by a car like it's, it's a very low <laughs> bar to get over right yeah. um so i i think for me he gets a four because i think he's just got such a cool design and it's different and i like the thing but like he doesn't get a five because i don't like his face <laughs> what do you guys think i think a four for me too yeah i like his fire stuff Tara's... I think I'm gonna give him a five. Are you? I really like Absolutely. how he floats. Absolutely, that's fine. Did you watch how he walks? I do. That's a I good point too. Not even all his... of the the wispy like when they doesn't... walk through him or yes. his arm becomes yeah. Up, that's cool. He's kind yeah. of like transparent a little. Tra- is transparent or translucent? I don't know. Whatever. One of those. One of those. He's one of those. But I do like that he almost floats. Yes. Yeah. Like he floats around, and I like that. And I like the bit when Pegasus blows his hair out. I do like <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like the design. I like the design of that. And I think when he gets mad, the way that they do the color changes with the reds and the yeah, blues, that's very I cool. really like that too. So I'm going to give him a five. I'm still going to give him a four. That's fine. Uh, go away heat. I, uh, so I think I'm going to give him a two on go away heat simply because he's voiced by James Wood. Now James Wood is such a horrible, horrible person <laughs> over the last decade. And that's and I mean that honestly because it makes it hard for me to say yeah I love because you hear that Hades because I go oh yeah this yeah. guy yeah. it was hard watching the going the, the the making of because he's in it yeah right. Amanda what do you think I'll give him a two yeah what do you think I guess I'll give him a two yeah like I said he's been you a can hard give him one whatever you want. I don't know he's I don't know why I'm having such a difficult time this is the first villain I'm like uh uh-huh. I'm not sure what to do. So. You can give him a one. It just means you appreciate him and his politics. I'll give him a two. Okay. <laughs> um, yes factor, he's going to get a four from me. Because, again, he's not getting a full five. Because I think of what's pulling away in the go-away heat. And I, he's not my favorite villain, but I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, too. he's one of the reasons, I think. Because, yeah, he's... Anytime... It's always him. Like, it's not like some other villains where it's like... I don't know. I... I I just I like Hades. I think he's a very interesting, cool villain. And there's a reason you see him used in Kingdom Hearts. And anytime mm-hmm. when it's like we have to get all the villains together, Hades is usually plays. I think he's elevated to a higher place than maybe if anyone else had played this character, he would be in the pantheon yeah. of villains. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think? A four, yeah. I'm between a three and a four. Okay. Even though I loved his design a lot, I'm trying to think if I was like, yeah, when he came on the screen. And I don't necessarily know that I was. Okay. And I wonder if that would have changed if he had a song. Mm. Like he doesn't have a song. That's a good point. So I think I'm going to give him oh, a three. Okay. I mean, it's not his fault he didn't have a song, but. Well, this, he <laughs> will never hear about this. So. <laughs> yeah. 
But Ooh, he's at a pretty high score. Let's see where he ranks. He is just for everyone following along home. He is currently ranked twenty three point seven. So he's up with isn't wasn't Frollo a twenty something? He's above Frollo. Okay. I know that much. I think Frollo was twenty something, but twenty three point seven. Oh, oh, he's with Oogie. He's above Oogie. I think this is a pretty good. I think he might be a little bit better than Matt. I think we ranked Madame Medusa a little high. Because she kidnapped a child. Yes. We ranked her high because she she basically um, was doing child. Enslaved a child. Enslaved a child. Yes, Uh enslaved a child. Um, So he is 23.7, which puts him at number 14 right now. Wow. Pretty good rank for, for Hades. I think it's pretty. I think, like I said, I think he's often elevated because he's so different and like, when you he put does him break in a the mold group. a lot yeah. of ways with, with a villain, I will say that. Yeah, no, I think he's in good company, and he's right above Radigan. Okay, yes, so he, I... Yeah, so good good work. I <laughs> actually, like, whenever I, whenever I was thinking about Hades, I was like, I bet he's going to be in Radigan's company. In the Radigan area? Yeah. Yeah, well, he's right there with him. So now it's time for the final question. Do we add this to our collection, or do we lock away in the vault? And I think i can guess what everyone's gonna gonna say yeah definitely add it to the class yes same i liked it a lot it's definitely Mm -hmm. one and apparently i've got it makes it like i enjoyed it and i felt better after i watched like i felt good after i watched it yeah absolutely um amanda thank you for the third time thank you uh you know the drill we always ask our guests to plug something whether it's a personal project something they've been enjoying during the pandemic or I guess we need to stop saying pandemic, some piece of media you've been enjoying at all, or just a sentiment you want to put out there in the world, please feel free to plug away. Um, get vaccinated, everybody. <laughs> yeah, take care of your health. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, so next time, guys, we are going to do Mulan. Ooh. I, know, I, I was surprised you didn't remember because I know how much you like Mulan. I really like Mulan, but now I'm curious. We'll see. We'll go with it. Absolutely. We'll look and see how well it holds up. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's going to be some issues. So we'll see. Dishonor on your family. Like, that's all I remember is Mushi. You've not seen it. I've seen it. This is like the Godfather where you think I haven't seen it. (laughs) I could have sworn this is one you haven't seen. I have seen it. I was lying when I said I went off of Disney for a while. It was just Pocahontas. (laughs) I don't know why I thought it was multiple things. But yeah, I've seen this one. Okay. So I will enjoy watching it again. We will have a very special guest. But until then, we'll see you next time, guys. Thanks for listening to Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. If you want to tell us your favorite Disney villain and why it's guest on, send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com. Or you can send a tweet about how great Maleficent is to at TRP Diaries. Check out our Facebook group by searching for Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, and many more. Wherever you hear us, please be our knight in shining armor and give us a five-star review. Thanks again, and until next time, remember to always live happily ever after.